0: You're listening to the best in the world sports report.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? This is the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown. This is Jovan Alford. We got a lot to talk about this week because on Sunday, Mm -hmm. on Sunday, February 4th, Super Bowl Sunday, and guess who's in it? Well, you don't need to guess who's in it. You know who's in it. Our team is in it. Our squad is in it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: People are feeling good. People are nervous. People are optimistic. Some people are pessimistic. Very. Where do you stand on this? I mean, you've been Mr. Even Keel all season.
2: Exactly.
1: And you've been the one who said, hey, let's enjoy the ride. Exactly. And you have been enjoying the ride. But you're now at the, the top Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, this is, we're, we're now at, at, you know, the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Has your attitude changed?
2: Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying the ride. I'm optimistic about this game. You know, the Atlanta game, like I said, like I said, on the week before, on the week of the Vikings game before they played the Vikings. That game was nerve wracking because you just yeah. didn't. No, and not, not because you didn't too. know. Yeah. It was just because everybody had pegged them to lose. So you're like, yeah. they're going to lose to this. They're, they're going to lose to this gonna team, and then,
1: and then when you, and then the way that game had started mm-hmm. with, and and what's crazy about it, you look at the way the games have started the last two weeks, right? That Atlanta game with uh, Ajay uh, fumbling in the, the ball, and in that very first pass by Nick Foles that just looked like. Uh, not even. I a blame them. No. I blame them. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I understand. You know, it was the win, right? But it was just the fact, you know, just the pass in itself. You were just sitting there, like, "Oh my God, is this it's how this? Yeah, is this how this day is going to go?" Right. That's how you felt. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward a week, and then you're playing Minnesota, and Minnesota marches down the field mm-hmm. with ease. You're sitting up here, and you've been talking. You've convinced yourself all season. That this team's bread and butter is defense, and it's going to be the defense that leads this team to a championship. And Minnesota comes out on their very first drive and just cooks this defense. Yep. Now, granted, they came back; they were able to tighten things up, and then and they also and it started with the pick six, mm-hmm. but for a split second, not even for a split second, for a couple of minutes, because didn't uh, I believe didn't. Went, uh, I believe the Eagles went three and out. Yeah, they went three and out mm-hmm. after they they marched down the field. Right. So you're sitting there and you're watching the the ease that Minnesota's coming down the field and how they scored, and then we come out and our offense stutters. And I think that was the that was the drive when Tory Smith dropped the ball off his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, hit his hands and his shoulder. He had the ball pinned up against his shoulder pads with his hands and still dropped it. But give you know after all that they were able to make those uh, adjustments. They make the adjustments and they come back and they win. And now we're here. Now we're here and it's like nervous energy. You're just a yes. ball of nervous energy. Yes, you are. And what do you mean? Yes, I am. Are you trying to say yeah, that's not you? I'm not nervous yet. You're not nervous yet. Why are
2: you not nervous? Gotta wait, help me. Gotta wait till game. Gotta wait till game day. So
1: you're telling me that, you know, I as, usually, as, as we have this conversation,
2: I usually, I usually get nervous when when it's actual when it's actual game day. Okay, so
1: right. you're saying you might feel differently on Sunday. Yeah, me, I'm look, I can't wait. I'm nervous now.
2: Sunday, it might be a whole different story. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hit right you now, back on Sunday. Yeah, right now I'm just, I'm just cool. All right,
1: uh, real quick, people, people are uh, hitting us up on Facebook, and they're telling my man uh, John Hendry. He says. Philly, Philly, go birds! That's what I'm talking about, my man. You get a like. Dennis Barksdale says, "Go Eagles!" Yes, sir. You get a like. He says, "We can't have the Patriots do that." Jake Lee, yes, you were absolutely right. Patriots move now. I, I don't want to see them moving the ball at all. I, they need to come out and hit that man. They need to hit Tom Brady. They need to hit him hard. Hit him often. I want to see. I want to see Cox and Curry. I just, just taking turns. Part, you know, remember, remember back in the day. You, did you play youth football? You yeah. ever play any youth football? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I play youth football. For the people who play youth football, and I'm not even talking about like high school or like like real football. I'm talking like peewee football. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to always yell out, hey, man, it's a party at the quarterback. It's a party at the quarterback. You're all invited. That's what I need on Sunday. I need a party at the quarterback. Just meeting up back there. I need BG to get his. I need Vin- Vinnie Curry to get his. I need uh, Fletcher Cox to get his. I need uh, Bo Allen. And it don't matter. Tim Jernigan. Uh, Clyde Simmons. Mike Pitts. It don't matter. Let them all get some.
3: <laughs>
1: Let them all get some. Uh, let's see. My man Malik said, he said, I'm not nervous, pimp. He said, if Nick Foles does half of what he did against Minnesota, we win. You are absolutely right. right about that. He's you are exact, absolutely exactly right, right about that. Now, what what has scared me, and we'll talk about this more with our guests. Now, you guys, uh, you stay tuned. Check out the podcast because later on in the show, we will talk to Sean Brace from Fox 29. We will talk to my former co-host, Vince Villani, who is now down with the Golf Channel and we will also talk to Rob Ellis of NBC Sports Philadelphia and we're going to talk to them because i need to know is it fair to expect nick foles to is like is it fair to expect the type of game he had against minnesota cuz he cooked minnesota
2: no no he didn't cook minnesota no, or no, no it's no, not it is no. not fair to expect that why not because, in your opinion because that's how that's how your feelings get hurt Okay.
1: Uh let's see real quick. Uh Jake Lee wants to know, who do you think will cover Br- who do you think will cover Gronk? I think that's going to be I think it's going to be Bradham and, and a little bit of uh Bradham, Jenkins and Kendricks. Yeah. I think uh a combination mm, of them. I, want, uh, I know who I don't, I don't wanna want to see covering want, I him. him. I don't want to see Najee good covering him. No. Not at all. I uh, think
2: you're going to see a lot of two linebacker sets with five DBs. Yeah. So you might see you might see um you might see, like I said, Bradham and uh, Kendricks. Then you might see in conjunction with uh, Darby and Mills and um, Jenkins and McLeod. You might see Patrick Robinson thrown in there. Yeah. You might see Corey Graham thrown there. They're going to throw a Graham, lot of and Corey Graham has played very well this season. It has been kind of mm-hmm. underrated as that third safety. He's played really good. I think in order.
1: I think he is the key because I believe. Just the way that our DBs play. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they like to play off, and that's how they play all season long. Yeah, you can't play Sometime, off on Gronk. You know, you can't play off on – well, you can't play off on Gronk, but the whole thing is, it lead, you know, the way the DBs play, it leaves them susceptible to those quick passes. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's going to be – those will, that's where those quick passes are going to go. Right. They're going to throw those quick passes to Gronk. So it's imperative that they get pressure on him. Yeah, it's imperative that they get pressure on him, and I believe that you're not going to slow down Gronk. No, all right, you, you know that's just not how that's just not how it's going to work. You know, you got to slow down these other guys. You can't get cooked by Amandola. You know that can't be the guy that cooks. It. Exactly, that can't be the guy that does it. No. You know, but you st- you slow those other weapons down. You know, you- let Gronk get his. You know, as long as he doesn't out there, he doesn't come out.
2: As long as he, you have to do, you have to do what they did uh, against Atlanta. In that, if you can let Julio cook you all up and down the field, yep. you let him do that. But if you do not let him get in the end zone, mm-hmm. you've done your job exactly.
1: Well, that's the that's the thing about this defense. I mean, it's really Ben don't break. Mm-hmm. You know, once they get once once you get into the red zone, it's a wrap. You can move the ball in between the twenties. You know, you're going to get downfield. You're going to – you know, that's going to happen. You're going to get your yards. But once you get into the end – you know, once you get into the red zone, I need – if worst case scenario, I need field goals. All right?
2: Field goals, not touchdowns. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. Because I – The, I, the, I, I, blo- the I, blueprint is out there to beat New England. Yeah. The blueprint's out there.
1: The blueprint is out there, and I just think, like – I don't want to seem
2: overconfident. Yeah, you know, and that's that's that yeah. that is that is no a one, fear of mine. Yeah, no you one know, because
1: because you can't be overconfident with the New England Patriots.
2: Because again, that's how your feelings get hurt.
1: That's how, exactly, and I've been hurt before. Or <laughs> right, I've had the New England Patriots hurt me. Yeah, I don't want to go down that road again.
2: Nope, because everybody was overconfident. 04. we got to Oh, yeah. We got dog. Oh, we got oh, Javon curse, yeah. we got oh, Trotter. Man. And then what happened? And then what happened? You, you, you and then what that happened? Knife what, happened? Right there. what happened? You twisting first that quarter, knife. First quarter, mm-hmm. four turnovers. Four. Unacceptable.
1: No, that that can't happen. Yeah.
2: That cannot happen. All right? I feel like. And the fact they were still in that game was kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, un- it might be an unpopular uh, sentiment. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that is because of Mr. Donovan F. McNatt. I know a lot of people like to put all their, you know, they put all the losses that the Eagles had in that regime on Donovan. But you know what? Yeah, you know, he made some mistakes. He threw some bad balls. Everybody. Every every quarterback does. But, yeah, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? People talk about uh, uh, the four turnovers. They Mm -hmm. talk about Donovan McNatt choking that game. How many people say that Jaws choked away? The Super Bowl in 1980. I don't know. He had, he had three turnovers. He threw three interceptions. Oh, people forget that. Yeah, but nonetheless, you know that's neither here nor there. that's that's even that's 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 ancient history
2: at this point. And he wasn't even. A, I heard he wasn't even impressive in the championship game. No, he only had like what 90 no. passing yards or something no. like that. He was like nine it, for 29. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but you know, people. I mean,
2: that's but morning that will mask that mm-hmm. morning than. Mask everything exactly. So let me so ask, if The Eagles had one in '04. McNabb had four or five turnovers. Eagles had four. Final. It wouldn't even not matter. It won't. No, nothing.
1: exactly. Oh you no. Oh no. no it, yeah. Up, you hit yeah. That. You went. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, and this is something I talked about with the fellas on in the sports shop a couple of weeks ago. When uh, if the Eagles, if the Eagles win, does that erase all the heartbreak that you've had? that has been caused by the Eagles over the years. And if you're listening or if you're uh, watching on Facebook Live, I pose that question to you. I would like to know, if the Eagles were to win, does that is all forgiven? Because I'm sitting here and I'm saying yes. I'm saying... All the heartbreak that I've gone through, all the the pain and the suffering that the Eagles have caused me in my 42, almost 42 years of life, 41 years, I'm 41 right now, I'll be 42 in June. And in my entire life, I've seen a lot of heartbreak. I've had a lot of hurt feelings, just a lot of just overall hurt caused by the Philadelphia Eagles. And if they were to win the Super Bowl on Sunday, all is forgiven. Donovan McNabb is forgiven. All right. Andy Reid is forgiven. David Akers, who missed two field goals in that Super Bowl, forgive it. All of them. To is forgiven for blowing up that team in that off in the off season. <sighs> Hugh Douglas is but forgiven if, if for, what, fighting if, to, if, for fighting for fighting To in if, the locker room. But, but if it wasn't for To, I, I don't whatever whatever. He still blew up the team. But I'm telling you, if the Eagles won the Super Bowl, To it is all good with me. All is forgiven Brian uh, Brian Dawkins is forgiven for getting cooked in the NFC Championship game against uh, Arizona. Forgiven. Carell Buckholder is forgiven for getting stopped on the goal line and not scoring against uh, Carolina. Forgiven. LeVon Kirkland is forgiven for not being able to stop 87-year-old Joe Jereviches in the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. Forgiven. Forgiven. Michael Vick is forgiven for throwing that interception when he was trying to go to Riley Cooper against the uh against uh, Green Bay. <laughs> Riley forgiving. Cooper have caught it. Riley Riley Cooper is forgiven for hating black people. See, Eagles win Eagles won the Super Bowl, Riley Cooper is
2: forgiven. Yeah, welcome to Riley Cooper. You go. You walk up to Riley Cooper, and you're just walking to him, and be like, hey, hey, "My brother. My brother I is all. You. I
1: forgive you. Right? <laughs> in fact, in fact, I will get. I will get here. You know, I won't even do it. Hey, you give me a pound. You give me a pound. <laughs> Riley Cooper is forgiving. If uh, no, Chip Kelly forgiving. Yeah,
2: Chip Kelly, yeah. Chip Kelly's forgiving. Byron Maxwell, forgiven.
1: Byron Maxwell, forgiven. If it wasn't Jason, for, if
2: it wasn't for you, Byron Maxwell and DeMarco, exactly. Mer- if it wasn't for Byron Maxwell, so we wouldn't have Carson.
1: We would a Super Bowl, Jason Babin, forgiven. We win a Super Bowl, Namdi Asamwa, forgiven. Namdi Asamwa. We win a Super Bowl, Vince Young, <laughs>
2: for forgiven. Dream team.
1: Dream team. You're forgiven. Jim Washburn, for
2: forgiven. forgiven. Billy Davis.
1: Billy Davis,
2: forgiven.
1: For for Sean McDermott. Forgiving Juan Juan Castillo, Castillo, forgiving. Let me ask you the. Let me ask all the people. Todd Bowles, (laughs) forgiving. Who else is forgive? You let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're listening to the podcast on SoundCloud.com, let us know who is forgiving if the Eagles win a Super Bowl. All right, who do you forgive? Mike Mamula, forgiving. (laughs) Antone Davis, forgiving. Jerome McDougal. Jerome McDougal. For, Reggie Brown yeah, is forgiving. Reggie Brown is forgiven. Reggie Brown is forgiving. For, LJ Smith, forgiving.
2: He had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, actually. he
1: did. Uh, Tion Hall says, uh, how about Rodney Pete? You darn right, Rodney Pete is Rodney forgiving. forgiven. <laughs> Rodney Pete is forgiving. Know who else is forgiven? Coy, Coy Detmer. The Detmer brothers, Coy and Ty are both are both forgiving. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake, forgiven. Uh, let's see who else. Uh Rich Kotite, forgiving. <laughs> Mark Simino.
2: Mark Simino. Forgiving. Place kicker Mark Simino. Exact.
1: Uh my man Ke- my man Kevin Kit says uh Burnt Toast Jenkins. Oh. Yes. <laughs> forgiving. Bradley Fletcher. Oh yeah, how do Bla- Bradley, <laughs> Bradley Fletcher. Fletcher is forgiving. Dorio Green, Beckham, Beckham, and Josh Huff. Josh are both forgiving.
2: Forget those six hollow
1: points. Exactly. exactly. All is forgiving. All is forgiving. All right? Do you understand? Forgiving.
2: Yes, I I do understand.
1: Tim Tebow,
2: forgiving. I forgot he was an eagle. Yeah, so did Tim. (laughs) So did Tim. I forgot he literally was an eagle.
1: Exactly. And Chris T. Jones
2: forgiven. Jeff Mail.
1: Jeff Mail. Reno Mahe is forgiven. N.D. Kalou is
2: forgiven. <laughs> Nate Brown. Damian Douglas. Damian Douglas. Torrance Small. Torrance Small. Charles Johnson. Oh my goodness. Darnell <laughs> Autry. Dorsey Lovitz. <laughs> Antonio Freeman 10 years too years. late oh is God. forgiven
1: if the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Do you understand that? Corey Simon, Sean, the, the Andrews brothers, Sean and Stacy Andrews, are both forgiven.
2: I forgot if we had. You, I yeah. forgot we had Stacy Andrews. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> Stacy Andrews. Andrews, forgiven, forgiven. Danny Watkins, uh, Danny forgiving. Yeah, there should be. there should be a bus. If now, understand something. Let me also throw something out to you guys as you're watching and as you're listening. And this is something I will talk about. Throughout this show, I will ask all of our guests this question, and I'm going to put it out there right now. Uh, this is what I want. If the Eagles are to win a Super Bowl, and I'm not getting ahead of myself. Cecil Martin. Cecil Martin. Who says Cecil Martin? Oh, boy. My man Sonny Son just threw out Cecil Martin. Thomas let me, g- let, me let, let me throw this out there. If the Eagles are to win a Super Bowl, if a Super Bowl parade is in our future, The Super Super Bowl parade must go the full length of Broad Street. Mm -hmm. The full length of Broad Street. The Super Bowl parade must start at Shelton Ham Avenue, not Market Street, not not Penn's Landing, not the Ben Franklin Parkway, not the Art Museum, not Kelly Drive. No, you start Super Bowl parade on Shelton Ham Avenue and you go the full length of Broad Street all the way down broad street around you. city hall hell a- hell yeah. go around city hall twice go around city hall then down south broad to the naval yard you turn around on broad street on the naval yard and then you come back up broad street to go to the link that is what i'm talking about that is what needs to happen if the eagles win a super bowl i need all of broad street uh, i might i, know. I might Try and watch the parade from about three, four different spots. <laughs> I might start at Sheltonham Avenue, then go down, pick it back up around Broad and, Del- uh, Broad and Dolphin, <laughs> then turn around, pick it back up at Broad and Race, then pick it back up at Broad and Chestnut, then pick it back up on Broad and Oregon, then go down to the uh, then go down to the naval Yard.
2: I'm telling you, they might have to do it. If they have that much. is what I'm,
1: that is what I'm talking about, that is the type of excitement. That's how I feel. Are you getting hyped yet? Yes. Exactly. Exactly, my friend. Exactly, because that is—it's uh, been too long since we felt this way. Yeah, I was. Um, Let's see, that was two thousand four. Yes, two thousand four. I was twenty. Oh, golly, twenty-eight years old. I was twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And as you know, I mean, that—that that was me and my brother in Jacksonville. What well, was supposed to be the greatest road trip of all time? <laughs> uh, a road trip of epic proportion, driving up the coast, and we're driving up the coast, and we're heckling Patriots fans on ninety-five as we're driving. Oh my god! We're driving uh, my uh, my brother's old Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you know what? No, we didn't drive his Monte Carlo. We uh, we rented a car. We rented like a Hyundai. We just wanted to get there and back. He didn't trust his Monte Carlo. So we just got a, we got a, uh, he, he, like a Hyundai. And we drove up and people are driving. You can see them. They got their little, they got their little Patriots jerseys and their Patriot car flags. And we just rolled down the window. Hey man, your team sucks. Hey, we're going to destroy you. Hey, loser. Hey, get out of here. Hey, E-A-G-L-E-S-Eagles. Yay. Hey. We are we doing all that got up there, Jacksonville was late, son. It was late. People was, there was Eagles fans everywhere. Everyone was just showing us love. Every, you know, the atmosphere was great. Could, it was going to be the greatest road trip of all time. People were showing us love. I had my Jerome Brown throwback on. Mm-hmm. My brother had one. I had a white one. He had a green one. Chilling. It was, I mean, it was about 10 to 1 Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. People just showing us love. People too, we got two free beers. People you know, like like I, I got a little a little red solo cup in my hand. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than this. Full of beer. People gave us some beer. But well, we just sat there and we nursed them cause we was broke. You know, we ain't yeah. had no money because uh we went out to the club the night before.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we went to the club the night before and uh so we didn't have no money. But, you know, we just posted up. Drinking, chilling, then ended up watching the game. Now, look, Jacksonville ain't Miami. All right. Mm-hmm. So, once the sun went down, Jacksonville gets cold. Yeah. So, you know, there's that big bridge across the lake in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we parked on one side, the stadium and all the happenings is on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, we end up going, we had to go back to our car to get our jackets Uh-oh. at halftime. Mm-hmm. So we uh, I think uh, Paul McCartney was the halftime it's show. He was. Yeah, we missed that whole thing. That's all right. So, yeah, I didn't miss anything. I didn't care. Because, in fact, we were winning at the time, so I was feeling all right. So we went back to the car, got our coats, came back, and it was cold, but whatever. We ended up watching the second half. They ended up losing the game, and the heartbreak. It was a five-hour drive from Miami to uh, Jacksonville. That would have flown by had they won. Oh, yeah. So they lost. That drive back felt like 10 hours. It felt
2: super long.
1: Oh, my goodness. It felt like 10 hours, dog. It was terrible. You know, it was long. Both wanted to sleep. You know, I I, I, ended, up, I, I ended up tapping out. Like, I think I drove for like two, two I'm, I don't even think I drove for two hours. I think I drove for like an hour and a half, and I was like, I can't do it. And we needed to get back because my flight out was in the morning, mm-hmm. so we couldn't even like stay overnight or anything. We, right. we just had to, we had to get back. We just had to get back. It's terrible, but that all, all, all of that mm-hmm. will be forgiven. All of that is wiped out mm-hmm. if the Eagles are able to pull out this win
2: on Sunday. All is forgiven. I can tell, and all those players will be forgiven.
1: Yeah, definitely definitely now for you what what will this mean for you you are an Eagles fan you're a lot younger than me but like for you what is your mindset going into this game
2: mindset I guess just what I just been saying the whole time just you know just enjoying the ride I mean like we've you know a lot of us you know a lot of us between my age and your age yeah. we've seen it all we've a lot of heartbreak. you seen a lot of heartbreak. A lot of heartbreak. You've seen a lot of, remember early, like you referenced, you know, many times on the show, the 2,000 Eagles. You saw that team, you know, put, put something together, lose to the Rams in this championship game, but you're like, all right, that's cool because they're one of the better teams in the league. You'll take that. You'll accept it, what it is, what it is. But as it goes on, you know, you play against Tampa and everybody's like, you should be Tampa Bay. They're a, they're, they're, a hot, they're a warm weather team. It's no way. That was also that oh, was yeah. that was also the you're like you can get past them you yeah. know you get through them that didn't happen you know Rondé Barber picks off McNabb and sends that, you in the heartbreak that remains
1: that Super Bowl
2: that Tampa Bay Oakland, Oakland
1: Super Bowl yeah. only Super Bowl I didn't watch. I did not watch that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I could not watch that Super Bowl cuz as far as I was concerned that was our Super Bowl. As an Eagles fan, that was the, that was our championship. Yeah. There's a Super Bowl trophy in Tampa Bay that as far as I'm concerned belongs to us. You know, the fact that you and 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 I understand it from his point of view, but Warren Sapp is so smug. And so cocky about that Super Bowl win, yeah. and deservedly so. He won right. fair and square. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it it is what it, it is. is. But the fact still remains: there will always be a part of my mind that says, "You know what? That's our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That should be our Super Bowl. That was supposed to be our Super Bowl, and you're just holding it for us." That's how I feel. Yeah. But nonetheless, that entire fifty-three man roster who gave that game to Tampa Bay. You're forgiven. If in fact I want to do that at I want to create the list, the all is forgiven list. All
2: is forgiven list.
1: And I will read it at the Super Bowl parade if they're to win. Cuz I don't want to get ahead of myself. Don't do it. I'm not out here predicting victory. I don't want to come out here and jinx. you know, Well, I don't believe in jinxes, but nonetheless, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yes. Because there's still a game to be played, and that's still mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Yep. And that's still the New England Patriots. And that's still, and that's and that's Bill, still Belichick. Bill Belichick. But a lot of forgiveness is going to be doled out if the Eagles are to win. All right? My man Kevin Kitts said, Anton Davis, Nate Brown, Anthony Tony, Ron Soul. all is forgiving.
2: Mike McMahon,
1: Mike McMahon, all is forgiving. Bruce Perry, all is forgiving. All is forgiving. Trevor Laws, yeah, all is
2: forgiving. Victor Abiyamiri. Mary,
1: Victor Abia Mary, all is forgiving. <laughs> Juquay Parker, yeah, Ju- Ju- Juquay Quay, or whatever his name is now, Thomas Parker, all is forgiving. You understand me? All is forgiven. John Ritchie. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Chad Lewis. All is forgiven. Broke his foot. Broke his foot getting us to the championship. championship. All All is forgiven.
2: I wonder what that championship been different if he actually played. If the yeah. different. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, that's a good
1: question. That, that is less, a good question. That was one less weapon that McNabb had. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. Todd Harriman's is forgiven. Todd Harriman didn't do anything wrong, but all is forgiven. Todd Pinkston. Todd Pinkston. James Thrash. Clean lightning. Yes. All is forgiven. Todd Pinkston. Freddie, Freddie Mitchell. The people's champ. Fred X.
2: Right, video, all is forgiven. Mister Fourth and Twenty Six, Mister Fourth and Twenty Six, all is forgiven with Barkin and Rodney Harrison and ha- Harrison. I think Harrison goes. He just says, he said, I want to thank. He says, like something like, I want to thank you, Freddie Mitchell.
1: <laughs> yeah, he motivated them, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he talked all that trash. It's all good. Um, look,
2: and Freddie was a first round pick. Stinkston yeah. and Thrash, exactly.
1: But all is forgiven. I will call them by their right now. Yeah. I'll never, all I will right. never call them outside their names ever again. If we really. Hank Fraley, all is forgiven. Jamal Jackson, Jermaine uh, Newberry. Oh, Jermaine <laughs> Newberry, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Mm. Look, we gotta. We yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot. Well, look, we want to know what you think about today's show. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. That is at bitw sports. Check out the podcast. Uh, stay with us. We've got a lot to, to talk about. When we come back, we are going to come back with mm-hmm. the man from phillyinfluencer.com from Fox 40 uh, – I keep wanting to say Fox 45. Fox 29. <laughs> Fox 29. Fox 29. And a man who is a legend in my book because this man on his dolo mm-hmm. by himself mm-hmm. – ran up on Shady McCoy and his crew to try and get an interview and live to tell about it. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, Sean Brace will be on the line with us. Sean Brace on Best in the World Sports Report. When we come right back. You're listening to the Best
0: in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go at
3: phillygoflow.com
0: <laughs> If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect dancers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
4: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report.
1: Welcome back to the best in world sports report. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. My name is John Brown. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Talking Super Bowl, y'all. Just a mat you know, just a few hours, just a few days, whenever you're listening to this. It is just a matter of time before the Super Bowl kicks off in yours and mine hour. Philadelphia Eagles will be playing. So that brings us to our next guest. This is my man, 50 grand. Let me bring him in from phillyinfluencer.com from Fox 29 from iHeartRadio. And he is still, he's still the man who ran up on Shady McCoy all by himself on the street. To ask for an interview, ladies and gentlemen, my close personal friend, my homeboy, my man 50 Grand, Mr. Sean Brace. Sean was good, brother.
4: JB, good to be back with you, my man. Good to be back with you. And uh, remembering those times, of fun, probably not the smartest move I've ever made, that's for
1: sure. <laughs> probably not, but in my eyes and in the eyes of many people, that made you a legend, my friend. You are a legend in my eyes because... I don't know if I would have done it, but you did, And you, you know, you made history, man.
4: The key is if you ever do anything like that, just keep the camera running. That's all. Keep- oh.
1: <laughs> exactly, because you never know what type of, type of evidence you might need, man. Let's talk about this game coming up. I just want your opinion on this. Do you feel like Nick Foles, do you feel like he has to have a game like he did in the, <laughs> the NFC Championship to win Super Bowl 52? Does he have to do that again?
4: I don't think he can do that again. That's one. And number two is, no, I don't I don't think that, that that's the case. I mean, he played a perfect game. I, I think the, the, you know, without boring you with the stats, what was it, 76% completion percentage? And I think the only guy that did that in an NFC championship game or championship game, that high completion percentage, Joe Montana. You know, it's just he was, he was hitting everything. The game was operating so slow. Nick Foles just needs to be his normal self. I have confidence in Nick Foles. I thought he was a, he was a solid backup option when Carson Wentz went down. He showed exactly that in the second half of the Giants game. Those two games at home, the Cowboys and Raiders game, it was terrible, terrible weather. I don't put any stock into that game. I don't care who, how how they played in those games. Bottom line, they won the Raiders game and the Cowboys game. Nobody even cared. But look in that second half against the Falcons game, he bounced back, got into a little bit of rhythm. I think Doug Peterson found things out. Uh, that, that found out some strengths that that uh, Nick was able to operate under, and and then obviously they took that game plan and rolled right into the Vikings game and were able to push around that number one defense. So uh, I don't think Nick Foles has to play a perfect game. I don't expect him to. Uh, just as long as the offensive line and and and, and Doug Peterson remains the same, there those are your keys right there. Doug has just elevated his play calling these last couple of weeks. Kept everybody together. Kept it moving with with all the injuries they've dealt with. And that offensive line, it was rewarded at the end of the season by pro football focus. Uh, it depends if you, if you put credence into those numbers or not, but I think we can all agree the offensive line was darn good. Pro football focus said they were number one, the number one rated offense, uh, according to them. So there's truth behind that, and that's what it comes down to for me. If Peterson and the offensive line are able to, to elevate their games to where they were against the Vikings the NFC Championship game, Nick Foles can be just as good as Nick Foles has been in the past. and I'm talking 220, no interceptions, one touchdown, then the Eagles could come away with a victory. I like that. I like what I'm. I like what I'm hearing
1: right now. You're making me feel real good. I'm feeling real um, confident about what's going on on Sunday. Let me ask you: Were you always a believer in Nick Foles?
4: Um. Yeah. You know the 27 and two days. I. You know I, I definitely put more stock into Chip Kelly and his system, and and that's where I would say that I was duped more than Nick Foles. I've always thought Nick Foles was a decent quarterback. I never thought he was a complete bust, uh, but then there were some ter- certain times where I looked at his arm. I was a little questionable about his arm uh, with as far as strength, because you got to be able to stretch the field. you got to be able to attack downfield. So those were some of the things that worried about him. But again, you're talking about a backup quarterback here, and you know most of the time when you go to that backup option you're not going to win games but nick Foles has proved that wrong um uh, have i been the biggest cheerleader for nick Foles? no but did i i didn't mind the signing when they when they inked him to a two-year deal at the beginning of the year i didn't mind it at all
1: i hear you so now uh, you you talked about the fact that you did not give you didn't put a lot of stock into those last two games of the season but after was it after the Atlanta game or after the Minnesota game did you start to say, hey, you know what? This guy could win us a Super Bowl. Now that it's you know, now that we're here, now that it's on the line, it's like it's a different conversation now. You know, we could talk, you know, back in the past, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, we could argue, hey, could Nick Foles win you a Super Bowl? And you might get a completely different answer. Now we're sitting here, you know, with the Super Bowl coming up. The Super Bowl is now Sunday. At what point did you start to believe and say, "Hey, you know what? This guy could win it for us"?
4: JB, I've been uh, I've been total coach coach cliche talk <laughs> um, since Carson Wentz has gone down. You know, it was all about levels. It was always about steps. It was always about one game at a time for me. And, and I mean, that's about as coach speak as it gets. But it was the truth. You know, the you. you you already At that point in time that Carson Wentz went down, that was week 13, so you had three games left in the regular season. You had to win. I forget exactly how it broke down, but basically win the next two games, and you're going to be the one seed, and they did exactly that, and I said, okay, now that they're the one seed, that makes a difference, because you, know, you want to go ahead and advance in the playoffs. You have to have home field advantage. Very rarely do we see a six-seed run through it. Now, I've, I know we've seen it before with the Giants and the Packers in recent years, but I know things are a hell of a lot easier at the link when you have that crowd behind you on defense. So my theory was one game at a time, Atlanta, okay, they won that game. Now it's Minnesota. I never thought about a Super Bowl till after the Minnesota game. And his performance in that NFC championship game, and again, for me it's more about the other players. It's more about the defense. It's more about the offensive line. It's more about Doug Peterson. And I realize Nick Foles is the quarterback. And, hey, if they win it, he's going to get MVP. I don't care how good or bad he plays. Uh, but I wasn't thinking about the Super Bowl till after the Vikings game. And uh, now that we're here, absolutely. I have to look you straight in the face and say that Nick Foles could win a Super Bowl for the Eagles.
1: I hear you. Well, look, you talked about uh, just being on coach speak for the last couple of weeks. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about the coach for a few minutes. How much has Doug impressed you this season?
4: Man, you know, look, last year they went seven and nine. And I saw what I needed to see. A rookie quarterback, a coach that was average to a little above average. You know, I I was – I was okay with Doug. I, I, I liked the way he approached the media. I know a lot of people did not I mean, look, there was a lot of lot of negative reaction towards Doug from day one. So he's been proving the naysayers wrong. And, again, I wasn't his biggest cheerleader either, but I said give him a damn time. Yeah. Give him an option. Yeah. Allow him to breathe. We already ran one coach out of here that had a winning record after two seasons, which Chip Kelly brought that upon himself. But the, the, the fans were just crazy over that. You have to give Doug Peterson time. So, look, this year, he's earned it, man. When you lose your – look, I I, I heard – who was it? It was was Zach Ertz. Zach Mm Gertz was on the podium Monday night, and he laid it out. And he said, man, we lost Caleb Sturgis, we lost Jason Peters, we lost Sproles, Wentz, and uh, uh, Jordan Hicks at the middle linebacker position. And you're telling me we have a chance to win the Super Bowl? He's like, if you told me that in August, I would have said you are out of your mind. And Doug kept it together that's a huge piece of the puzzle of being a head coach in the national football league of course winning games that solves everything it cures everything but keeping it moving keeping everyone believing and and ultimately uh you know calling great games on sundays and being the head coach winning football games nfc east champion or uh, nfc champion nfc east crown yeah i'm a believer in doug peterson i'm buying that stock right now
1: i think we i think we all are now let me there's a couple of things that he's done this season that really, really impressed me and really stuck out to me. One has been the play calling. And when I, when I bring up his play calling, I feel like it must be said how much this fan base wanted to run him out of town after week two. Yeah. Week, week two, they lose to Kansas City, who at that, at that point in time were looking like a juggernaut. You know, they yes they came you know crashing back down to earth as the season progressed but at that point in time they lost to a really good Kansas City team and they were people ready to run Doug out of town and when you look at how his play calling has been since then especially in the Atlanta game and especially in the Minnesota game i think that you know that that says a lot about him but then also what i what impresses me a lot about Doug is his adjustments I think he has shown he can do. He is great at making adjustments. Yeah, you know, something's you know something's working. Team is having uh, having some success in the first half. He makes sure when they come out in the second half, they're not having that same success. And you know, in in the minnesota yeah. in the Minnesota game, he made the adjustment a lot earlier. They marched down the field the first drive, and then that's it. They're done. You well, know. I, I I think.
4: I think we have to give some credit to the uh, the the coordinators. To the coordinators, of course, yeah. Because when it comes to play calling, I think D. Flippa has a little bit to do with the red zone, or maybe Frank Wright does as well. But bottom line, that 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 play calling is is Doug Peterson. That's him. At the end of the day, he's going to take that on a chin, if it works or if it doesn't. That's on him. But I have a feeling that the adjustments. I mean, Frank Wright has been involved in the game for decades, decades. Pretty darn good coach and that's your number two, you know? And then Filippo, who the NFL is going crazy. We thought the Cardinals was going to to land him as the head coach. Everyone loves him. Uh, I have not had the opportunity to speak to him, so I can't really tell you exactly what he's all about. But I have to believe for, you know, the the, the fanfare that there's truth behind it or there's reasons behind it. So, look, I look at his coordinators, and I look at Frank Reich as a huge reason to, to Doug Peterson's success this year, and I think Doug would tell you that as well. And a matter of fact, when I spoke to Zach Earth, in the locker room after the Vikings game I was talking about how impressed I was with Doug Peterson's play calling but not only just that uh just schemes different because I never we didn't see Nick Foles under center in, in the season and then all of a sudden he's comfortable in the RPOs but then you go back to to under center and on third and two you have enough uh enough courage to to have instead of handing the ball off to LeGarrette Blunt, it's 32 in the red zone and you're just running Zach Ertz on a quick little out. I and mean, it was a beautiful play call. And I brought that up to Zach Ertz. And he was like, look, Doug's calling the plays, but don't forget about Frank Reich. We work really hard in practice all season long. These guys are coming together at the right time, and it's showing.
1: Talking on the line with my good friend Sean Brace from PhillyInfluencer.com, Fox29, and iHeartRadio. Hey, Sean, I want to ask you give me a, an aspect of this team that's not Nick Foles that worries you about Sunday something something about this team that you feel could be a reason for them to not be successful on Sunday
4: linebackers yeah the linebackers scare me you know and and I went back and looked at uh, I went back and looked at the Giants when they won their two Super Bowls over the Patriots and here's where I got a little relief uh, I had no idea who the hell their linebackers were except for Antonio Pierce that was the one guy but those two years it was like eh whatever so if you want to win uh, if you want to beat Tom Brady and Belichick you got to get pressure up front from the defensive line. So that's where I'm a little calm, but if you want to go ahead and pinpoint something and say you know what, if the if the Patriots are going to have success, I think they're going to do it against this core. I'm looking at the linebackers for the Eagles.
1: Oh man, and you say that and now they you know they're talking about they're talking today about uh Gronk being cleared to play. So that's that's going to put a lot of extra pressure on these on these linebackers.
4: And you're not going to stop Gronk. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop But what you can't do is allow him to go for 183 and three touchdowns. You can't allow that. No, but not at all. No. One five and one touchdown and say, all right, Gronk, he's going to get his. I mean, the guy's an amazing talent. He's a freak. Uh, he's one of the best tight ends I've ever seen. Even from a blocking standpoint, the guy has no weaknesses at all. So if you allow him to get his 105 and one touchdown, so be it. Not the end of the world. You just can't allow big plays from anybody else. And and I think that's how the game plan is going to play out for the Eagles on Sunday. I really do.
1: All right. Well, let me let's shift gears for a little bit. Where were you in two thousand and four? How did you watch Super Bowl thirty uh, eight?
4: I was in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, that was a huge reason why I moved up to Philadelphia. I was in North Carolina. Uh, I remember it was like it was yesterday, and I had uh, I had the, the Eagles running the game. I had the Eagles covering the game, and shout out to Rodney Harrison for for kneeling. When he picked that ball off, uh, the Eagles did cover. They did not win at all, but they did cover that game. So that was a huge deal for everybody. So I remember I was watching with a couple of Eagles fans and a couple other fans that didn't have a care in the game at all, but everybody had money on the game. And when they covered, everybody was going crazy. But everyone that was a diehard Eagles fan was definitely upset.
1: Well, look, I know you talk to a lot of Eagles fans, you know, in your line of work with what you do. You talk to Eagles fans all the time. So you know how they feel, and there, there is a lot of confidence. There's a lot of people talking this week, and they feel like, you know what, this team can beat the Patriots. And I don't think that's necessarily overconfidence. It's certainly, I don't think it's cockiness, because I don't think you can be cocky when you're looking across the field at Tom Brady and the Patriots. But for you, does your does your personal confidence level differ from that of the fans that, you've, that you have come into contact with?
4: Yeah, JB, it does. Because you know why? And and I watched Belichick's presser the other day, and he nailed it. You know, And I know he's given the coach speak as well, but there's truth to this. There's absolute truth. They're not playing the 18-1 Patriots, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl. They're not playing the Dynasty Patriots with Teddy Bruschi and Rodney Harrison and Willie McGinnis and all that. They're not going up against those guys. They're going up against this year's Patriots squad. And I know that's a top five defense. I know Tom Brady led the league in, in, in passing yards. I know Dion Lewis is, is is fast as heck out of that backfield. I know Gronk is really talented, and those wide receivers are really good. But and it's the Patriot way that still carries over. But I'm not worried about this team like they're some juggernaut. Like they they've won five Super Bowls and they've been in seven. and It isn't the eighth. I'm not worried about that at all. Experience, yeah, it's a plus to have at this time. But guess what? You got guys like Chris Long and LeGarrette Blunt have been in it. You had seven total. Uh, Eagles uh, that have played in a Super Bowl. So if they needed to to hear anything about media week or or, or the week leading up to the Super Bowl, all they had to do was talk to those guys. Doug Peterson played in the Super Bowl when he was with Green Bay, when he was a backup quarterback. He knows how it works. Granted, things are a little bit different these days, but I'm not worried about it. It's just a game. It's 60 minutes. In the beginning, there's going to be nerves. They're going to get that out of the system. And then guess what? It's game on. And if that team that shows up, it was the same team, whether it was against the Falcons that held them down to 10 points or the Vikings that ran off 38 unanswered and held them to seven points. I feel good about my chances on Sunday.
1: I feel good. I feel good too. You know, it's it's been a while since I've been in this situation. It's been a while since we've had a team in the Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's funny, as good as a lot of those Andy Reid teams were, the fact still remains is we're in the Super Bowl now. We haven't been in the Super Bowl for 13 years, and before that, you know, we're talking over 20. So it's – I feel good, although this is still, you know, new territory for me. But let me ask you, as as a fan, like, looking at this game, looking at the preparation from this game, looking at this team, how do you feel like this run compares? What makes this run different from the run in 2004?
4: Oh, uh, wow. 2004, I mean, obviously you think about T.O. and wow, if they would have won that Super Bowl, we would look at that performance in the Super Bowl as, as just in a whole new light, uh, which it doesn't get enough credit in my opinion. What a year by T.O. it was. But, you know, that, that year you, you dealt with some, some issues. You dealt with, I mean, you know, McNabb had an ego. Fourth year, the success that they've had, obviously the Eagles felt like they were untouchable. This year, nobody gave them a chance. Kept writing them off every single time. They, there's a much different feel when you think about this team versus '04. And uh, I think all you got to do is look at the whole underdog mentality as we stand here today. Even in, and we're carrying that into Sunday, and I love it. I love the fact that they're carrying that into Sunday because you know, truth mm-hmm. is, they are underdogs according to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's the bad Patriots. But if you were to compare the two, much different, much different because one thing and one thing only. That that was like the. The, the, that was a run. You know, I look at that success, and I I always, I often get at people and say, you know, you're not giving Andy enough credit. I know he never won it all, but those four seasons that they were able to win so many games and then get back to the playoffs and then go to NFC championship game and eventually make it to the Super Bowl, you know, I would imagine there was a number of players on that team that felt like they were untouchable. This year, you didn't get that sense at all. They want – they, you know, maybe mentally they thought they were untouchable. When they get on that field, they thought they were untouchable. But week after week after week of drafts in the media, it was just business as usual. And the same went as when they were the number one seed and the disrespect is pouring in. You're an underdog against the Falcons, underdog against the Vikings, and here we are on Sunday, underdog against the Patriots. I love it, JB. And let me also say this. I love, I love the fact that the Minnesota Viking fans don't want to step. Oh, I what? you know, I
1: call a whamby lance. You know, if I got to hear another Vikings fan out here whining and complaining, you know, it's, it's great. You know, we, you know, I, I can't deal with those guys, man. I can't. It's
4: good. It's good because it's an extra added element into the disrespect, the disrespect that, that we've been dealing with for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And. Uh, I love it because you know what? Anything that you can pass on to, to provide you with a little bit of an edge. Here we are, and you know darn well that when they walked out on that stage, the Eagles were were taken back by you know, whoa, all right, you know, like I felt like it was Snoop Dogg uh, at the Source Awards, like, oh, these coast ain't got no love for us.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, that's
4: how I felt. That's how I felt. Like Minnesota ain't got love for us. We represent the NFC. Okay, I see how it is. So, mm-hmm. what we're going to do.
1: Is let it be known then. We'll yep. be gone. Yeah, let it be known. Let then. it be known then. I, I hear you. I hear you. Two quick questions before I let you go. Real quick, they, uh, they talked about uh, Doug's going to have Brett Favre address the team on Saturday. What'd you think of that?
4: I apologize, JB. One more time, brother?
1: I said uh, they just announced that uh, Brett Favre is going to address the team on Saturday. Just wanted your thoughts on that. Uh, well,
4: well. They played together. Uh, Brett Favre isn't much of a rah-rah guy, but he's—he's—he's going to speak about legacy, I would imagine, and what this one game will do for you uh, for the rest of your life, you know. And and we often hear like, hey, they can't take it away from you once you're a champion. They can't take it away from you unless you're in the NCAA. Uh, but here in, in professional sports. You know, once you're a champion, that's it. You got the ring and they will forever be, you know, especially in this city, you will never have to buy a beer ever again as Bernie Perron or Bobby Clark, they'll tell you, they never have. So uh, I think that's what Brett Favre is going to get out there on Saturday and say, and I'm all right with it. Anything, like I said, any advantage that you can you can create for yourself, do it.
1: I hear you. And real quick, this is, uh, I'm I've been trying to garner some support on this. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I'm not trying to jinx anything and I'm not predicting anything. However, I feel like if there is a Super Bowl parade in our future, that parade must go the full length of Broad Street. The parade must start at Sheltenham Avenue and uh-huh. go all the way to the to the Navy Yard. That's what that's what I need. I need that Super Bowl parade to go the full length of Broad Street. Can well, I get you on board with that?
4: That's the first time I've heard of it, and I love it, J.B. I love it. I'm glad that you brought that up. I never even thought about that. Um, Market yeah. Street
1: but- is not enough. We cannot just start this at Market Street. We- it cannot start on the Ben Franklin Parkway or wherever, you know, these championship parades start. I need the ent- the entire city from North to south, I need Sheltonham Avenue. That's where the parade must start. That's that. That is that is what I want.
4: Well, I, I think. Well, with the Phillies, there was, I think, a million people out there for that parade. I want to <laughs> say in two thousand eight. I mm-hmm. think that's. That, I would imagine there there will be more. I I just I would assume there's going to be a lot more people. So if that's the case, spread it out a little bit more. Obviously, the finish line stays the same with the link and. You know, you have your special ceremony there afterwards, but have that parade run all the way down Broad Street. You got my vote, JB.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Sean Brace from phillyinfluencer.com, from Fox 29. From iHeartRadio, my main man, Sean. Thank you for coming on t- uh, today, man. Woop,
4: 29-23, Eagles, J-H-I-A is your MVP. Go, Birds!
1: 29-23. You, you heard it right there, my man. Sean Francis said 29-23. There's going to be a Super Bowl win in our future, you guys. He said it. I believe him, man. I believe him. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we got more as we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. My name is John Brown. This is the Best in the World Sports Report. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports
0: Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com.
4: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World
1: Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Just reminding you that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at bitw sports. I've been trying my hardest to jump right into the subject when we've been doing these podcasts for the last couple of weeks because we have so much to talk about. Primarily the fact that we have a team in the Super Bowl. And if you've been a longtime follower someone who's rocked with the best for the last couple of years, you know that we have covered a lot of bad football. There was a lot of bad football talked about between me and my man, Triple V. Triple V left this show to take a job with the Golf Channel while this team was bad and he went off to do big things in Florida at the Golf Channel. He left the show, and what happens while he's gone? The Eagles all of a sudden get good, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So if that is going to happen, it would not be right for us to do Super Bowl preparations, to do Super Bowl-type podcasts, to talk about the Eagles in the Super Bowl without bringing my man back to jump on the phone lines, and to talk a little Eagles with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, calling from sunny Florida. Well, it's nighttime when when we're doing this show, so it's not sunny Florida right now. But the weather is a whole lot better than it is up here. So, ladies and gentlemen, my man, 50 Grand, Vince Villani, is on the line with us right now. Vince, what's happening, brother? JB,
4: you hit the nail right on the head. As soon as I leave Pennsylvania the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl it's all because of me
1: It is it is you took, I
4: can't have I can't have nice things that's basically it
1: I, But well look you took one for the team we appreciate it all right Your your I'd efforts like say, your you know the 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 the, the, the lengths that you went to ensure that this team could Go to a Super Bowl. Have a chance to win a Super Bowl will not go unrecognized and it will not go unappreciated. We appreciate you packing up and moving to Florida to clear the way for this team to win. To, I sent, I'm going to stop talking like, like this is already won. I don't want to jinx it. But just to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's it's it's
4: funny. You know, I got down here, and unfortunately, because of my work schedule, I work some very, very odd hours and days, and I, I haven't had a chance to watch much Eagles football. Obviously, they're not on locally, but if they were, would be in a national televised. The Redskins back in October in um, the playoff games, obviously, but when I do get a chance to actually stay up and watch them, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Carson Wentz before he got hurt, was on his way to surefire league MVP. And uh, then he goes down. Everybody thinks it's the end of the world. And our boy and our campaign, the Fight for Foals campaign.
1: Yeah, Fight for fools Part 2, yes.
4: And he looked like absolute booty at the end of the regular season, had all of us panicking heading into the playoffs. His first pass against the Falcons was like a wet wash rag. into the wind and then after that first series against atlanta everything clicked he picks apart the best defense in the nfl the vikings i mean they've been so much fun to watch all season long and even still into the playoff polls. i'm so proud of a man i'm so proud hey you remember i was not a fan of doug peterson i was not a fan of the hire that guy has coached his his ass off. It's been, it's been great. It's been so much fun to watch. You know, it it really has.
1: And you talked about watching the game and, and watching Nick Foles grow and play this postseason. He had a phenomenal game. He had an awesome game against the Vikings. My fear is that he would have to play that at that same level, against the Patriots in order for the Eagles to win. Do you agree or disagree with that?
4: I agree with you, and I think that um, you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for anybody, and it's never a good situation. But the Eagles are a complete team. I mean, they top to bottom, they, are, they have been all year the most complete team in the NFL, offense, defense, special teams. And it's not just defense, offense, it's defensive line, linebackers secondary, the most complete units of any NFL team. The Patriots have a lot of weapons that they're going to have to try to slow down. A lot of weapons. Torrey Smith came out of cold storage against the Vikings. And 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 Alshon Jeffrey, he had a huge game. Zach Ertz, obviously, huge target. Three-headed monster at running back with Blunt, Corey Clement, and our boy Jay Ajayi, who, by the way, is turning into my Favorite eagle. I love that guy. That was such a brilliant trade, and he just loves being a part of his team. You can see it on the sidelines. I mean, I I love his attitude. I really hope they bring him back. The offensive line, when Jason Peters got hurt, you know, we were nervous. Vitai, unbelievable job so far in the playoffs. You know, this unit is clicking on all cylinders. I believe the two areas that concern me one is Foles, where we get. The end of the regular season, Foles, where we get the playoff version of Nick Foles. And two, as silly as it sounds, like the kicker, because he seems to miss the short ones but make the long ones. So, you know, we can't have him missing extra points in thirty-eight yard field goals, you know, when you know you gotta have every point against New England. So,
2: but yeah, you're right.
4: You know, Foles is the he's the key. If he plays like he did against Minnesota and Atlanta. Eagles win this game,
1: hands down. So, this is, this is kind of this question that people have asked. I think it's kind of silly, but still the fact that it's been asked so many times. Let me ask you and get your opinion on this. Say the Eagles do win the Super Bowl. <laughs> what do they do with Nick Foles?
4: Well, I mean, he's, is he locked up next year? I'm not sure.
1: I do I do believe he's locked up next year.
4: Well, you keep him. I mean, he's your backup. Carson Wentz is the starting quarterback. Well, If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, Nick Foles is not the starting quarterback. It's still Wentz's team. And I think you just keep him as a backup. It's like Jeff Hostetler. You know, Jeff, he's, he's trying to be the next Jeff Hostetler. I think I tweeted that out like a month ago. And, uh, you know, he's well on his way. I mean, what Hostetler did with the 91 Giants. You know, he's, he's well on his way. And, you know, Hostetler didn't win the starting job over Phil Simms just because he won the Super Bowl against the Bills back in 91. And I think that's the same situation Doug Peterson and the front office have on their hands right now. I mean, well, what do you think?
1: Well, I, personally, I, I look at it like this. I do believe that if the Eagles were to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be an epic parade. I've already gone on record as saying that the parade should start at Sheltonham Avenue and go the full length of Broad Street. You put Nick Foles in the very first car, just like we did Pat Burrell. We march down Broad Street. We celebrate him. We love him. We give him standing ovation after standing ovation. We thank him for leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl win, and then we take the keys of that car that drove him down the street, and we hand those keys. Right back to Carson Wentz, and we keep exactly. on moving. Exactly, and we keep on moving. That's what you, that that is what you do. But you know, nonetheless, it's still you know. I, sometimes I feel like people are just determined to have a quarterback controversy, and I don't believe that there is one. I don't believe that Nick no. Foles believes that there is one. I don't believe I know Carson Wentz doesn't believe there is one, but because that's such a a because that's a narrative that we've had to struggle with pretty much since Donovan McNabb left town, people are just used to that. Yeah. And, and I, to me, I think this, this is fake outrage right here. This 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 is the non-issue. This is alternative news. This is fake news. You know, that's, that's the everybody, only thing I can think of.
4: It. Everybody inside the state of Pennsylvania and anybody on the national media level that has any, you know, type of football IQ knows that this is Carson Wentz's team for at least the next eight to 10 years. Barring, of course, that he comes back, you know, healthy with the knee. But this is Carson Wentz. And every Eagles fan in Pennsylvania knows that. This is Carson Wentz's team. And like I said a few minutes ago, before he got hurt, he was a shoo-in to win the MVP. There was no Mm -hmm. way anybody else would have won it. Carson Wentz was the MVP of the NFL. Nobody Mm -hmm. was better.
1: Best in the world sports report. It's John Brown with my, my former partner, always my man, always my friend, the great Vince Villani, talking Eagles, talking Super Bowl. Let me ask you a question. I know the answer to this, but I just want you to say it for the people listening. Where were you in 2004 when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl?
4: I was in the sports office at WBFF Fox 45 in Baltimore. Watching the game, logging highlights of the game because we—it was a Fox Super Bowl—so we actually came on the air um, after the Super Bowl, and uh, I remember wearing proudly my McNabb jersey and uh, just having my heart broken. Um, you know, I, I really thought they were going to do it then, and and to lose by three to that—you know—to that franchise mm-hmm. that just always finds a way to pull out close ones. Yeah, it was it was devastating, and then. Of course, the way it unfolded the following off season must have been a slow day at ESPN. They create this story that, hey, Terrell Owens should have a new contract. And there's a controversy there when there really was none. Like, real Eagles fans knew there was no controversy. T.O. is ready to come back and play out his contract. Slow day at ESPN. They love to create stories and create news, not cover it. And uh, the next thing you know, T.O.'s doing sit-ups in his driveway yelling, Next question. Drew Rosenhaus by his side, and the, and they break up that that dynasty, you know. And 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 it took it took 13 years for the Eagles to truly get another complete football team like they had in 04. So, you know, I really think that back then that Patriots team had a lot. You know, I think they had more talent then than they do now, especially mm-hmm. defensively. So I'm actually a little more confident now that this Eagles team can do it but that's where I was
1: in 04 and I know you were right there with me. <laughs> yeah hey man people know man I was in I was in Jacksonville we decided we needed to go the Eagles being in the Super Bowl me and my brother decided we needed to be in Jacksonville for this event you know we I
3: remember went, yeah I remember you guys went
1: down We went down spent the day down there in Jacksonville made a whole bunch of friends I mean it was the atmosphere was so crazy because it was so pro Philly down there. You know, there were Patriots fans, of course, but there are way more Eagles fans. I mean, a lot, yeah. considerably more Eagles fans than Patriots fans. And, you know, everyone was just showing love. My brother and I actually had matching. Uh, we had Jerome Brown throwback jerseys. Hell I had, yeah, I remember that one. I uh-huh. remember it. I had a white one. My brother had a green one. And that was, real. I mean, that's 2004. So that's really like the height. Of the whole throwback fashion craze at the time, you know everybody was wearing them, and so not a lot of people had seen the Jerome Brown jersey yet. You know now, you know, er, you know lots of people have them. If you're a longtime Eagles fan, a lot, you know, a lot of people had them now. But at the time, they yeah. were still pretty new, so people were just coming up to us in the street, like, "Oh man, we love the Jerome Brown jerseys. Hey, look at those two guys. Yeah, hey, bring it home for Jerome. Yeah, bring it <laughs> yeah. home for Jerome." And, you know, it was so many people. And we just found a TV. uh, They were showing it on a big screen TV down at their, I guess it's like the Jacksonville Penn's Landing or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's their little little fake harbor. You know, so we were there. We were watching the game and we were just, I just remember when you know when when they do that last interception when when McNabb threw that last interception. I look over at my brother, and my brother's laying on the ground with his head <laughs> in his hands just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's over." And I I know that I just don't want to feel that way again, but I feel confident in this team. I feel a lot, you know, my feelings about this team is so much different than 04. You know, I felt Me too. It, it, it was a nerve in 4 It was a nervous energy. It was a yep. very nervous type feeling about it. Whereas now, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel pressure. You know, there, there is no pressure. And, and I, I you know, I'm, I've been talking to Eagles fans all week. And I just want to know, do, do you feel the same way? Is that how you see it?
4: Yeah. I, I feel like, Hey, they got nothing to lose. They're playing yes. with house a backup quarterback who nobody believed in. But, you know, we had faith, but we had, like, jaded faith. It's almost like, well, I mean, if they lose to the Falcons or the Vikings, eh, we have an excuse. It wasn't Carson Wentz. Hey, by the way, Foles played his ass off in both games. And the reason they won both games was Nick Foles and his ability to make throws on third down, move the ball, control the clock, you know, he was, he was fantastic, but I'm a little bit more confident in this team. And you're right. It, 04 was 100% nervous that nerve nerves. It was all nerves. This team. It's like, I'm ready. Like I want them to come out and smack this team's mouth and the defense is younger. The defense is younger. They're faster. They're stronger. And whereas like that 04 defense had a lot of veterans on it. They had Trotter, they had Dawkins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this defense, Fletcher Cox, worth every penny. Oh yeah. Especially every in the playoffs. Penny.
1: Especially in the he playoffs, yeah. The
4: real freaking deal, that guy. Smartest contract they gave was that contract. He's the real deal, JB. Oh. I love that guy. Oh yeah. And I I Every time he's on the field, I love watching ninety one run around.
1: He's a beast. He's definitely a beast. He is. He's, he's a beast. Now, I was on uh Mikel R- Ramos's show. I was on uh, her new podcast, Rolling with Ramos. I was there this week. She had she asked me a question just about the fan base and our expectations for about the Super Bowl, and she asked me how devastated would this fan base be. If the if the Eagles were to lose, and I told her that I didn't think that this fan base would be devastated at all, I think they'd be disappointed. You know, nobody wants to lose a Super Bowl. You know, right. they're, they're, we would definitely be disappointed. But I think, given where you know what this team has had to fight this season, you know, the injuries, the fact that you know, no, you know, no one saw this coming. You know. and, there aren't too many people, other than just your extreme, extreme nonsensical Homer, really thought that this team was going to be in the Super Bowl at the end of the season. Right. But to give you know, given all that was working against them—losing their kicker, losing their star spe- special teams player, losing their starting outside uh, middle linebacker, their starting left tackle, and then their quarterback—you know, I it. Barring, barring just complete, you know, a complete implosion, I would not be devastated. If they just came out and just looked like they didn't belong on the field, that would devastate me. Me too. That would, you know, that would devastate me. But to lose, I mean, not that I'm planning on losing, not that I'm trying to be negative, Nancy, but I wouldn't be devastated. What about you?
4: I, I, I'm going to be, okay, if they get blown out, I'd be devastated because, quite frankly, I think they have more talent, top to bottom, than New England. And I don't think New England's a better football team. So if New England wins by thirty, I'm going to be devastated because why didn't the team get off the bus? What happened in the last two weeks that changed from the playoff games? That's where I'm going to be devastated. Like what happened? Why the complete one eighty change? If they win or lose or lose a close game, I'm proud of this team regardless what they accomplished. Like you said. They weren't even supposed to win the division. It was Dallas's division for the taking, is what everybody thought. You know,
1: there were plenty of people who thought that this team was going to be in last place. You know, they it was Dallas's team. It was Dallas's division to lose. They thought that the Redskins had gotten better and the Giants were going to be better, and the Eagles just made some moves that were. Pretty much lateral moves. Like nobody was really impressed by the Legarrett Blunt signing. Nobody was really impressed by the Chris Long sighting. So, you know, given that, and then they really did not, you know, there was a thought that they really did not address their whole running back issue. So yeah, they went out and got some receivers. You know, Alshon Jeffries was nice. Torrey Smith was nice. But still, nonetheless, you know, that run the running game was a question mark. The secondary was a question mark. So, you know, there there wasn't a lot of faith in this team.
4: There really wasn't. I'm not going to be devastated if they lose by 10 or less. I'll be sad. Like you said, I'll be sad. But I'm not going to be devastated. I'm going to be proud of them because they got this far. But I want them to win. I mean, this team can win.
1: Yeah, this team can win.
4: I mean, look at it this way. New England should have, you know, should have, could have lost to Jacksonville. Jacksonville just completely changed their offensive game plan in the second half of that football game. They but played Jacksonville scared. dominated the first half. Yeah, they played yeah. scared. And, I been, I mean, being here, living in South Florida, I wa- I got every Jaguars game this year. I pretty much watched them all, and I knew how good they were. I mean, they went to London and beat the Ravens 44-7, to and the Ravens were a pretty good football team until they choked to the Bengals in the last week you know the jags were good and they had the patriots you know they had them and and they had them on the ropes but i i think the eagles this is the year this this is the year and they're they're they they look so loose they look so confident i think they know this is the year too you know and it, it's yeah. nice to see i don't really have that oh crap andy Reid is going to call a bad game plan feeling either like we did in 04 you know what mm-hmm. i mean like I don't know. I just I have faith that Doug Peterson's going to keep it simple. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. They're going to have a nice game plan and I just I want that defense to, you know, get in Brady's face and smack him a little bit.
1: Mhm. That would be great. That would be great. So, as we wrap up this Super Bowl conversation, can I get yeah. your prediction for Sunday?
4: Uh, and you know what? I said this in the newsroom at Golf Channel and I had a lot of morning drive co-workers look at me like I had two heads. Mm-hmm. I, said, I said Eagles by 11. I said Eagles by 11, 34-23. Eagles by 11. I think the Eagles kicked the crap out of them. And I think it's a dominant performance.
1: Triple V. I got I got you down 34-23 for my man Triple v now real quick before i let you go because you know we always got to talk a little got to talk a little bit of the wrestling <laughs> you got to talk a little wrestling sunday royal rumble now you know that's my favorite that's my favorite event of the year but I just me went, too
4: me
1: too what did, what did you think of the royal rumble what did you think of shinsuke nakamura winning what did you think of the women's royal rumble
4: Well, first of all, since we're now talking wrestling, I'd like to say happy Rusev Day, J.D. Every day is Rusev Day. Every day
1: is Rusev Day.
4: I thought the Men's Royal Rumble match was booked absolutely perfectly. In fact, I tweeted out that the last four guys in the ring would be Nakamura, Cena, Reigns, and Finn Balor, and I was exactly right. And then I had Nakamura tossing Reigns at the end And I was and I was right. And I thought that the match was booked absolutely perfectly. They had they paid off a lot of very good storylines in the Rumble match, starting it with Aiden English singing Rusev to the ring. Got the got the crowd jacked up and the crowd was jacked up to begin with, but really got them jacked up. Um, There were some outstanding performances by the men. Uh, guys like Finn Balor. It was great. It was entertaining from top to bottom. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love Nakamura winning. Paying off Nakamura versus Styles at WrestleMania will be a fantastic match that I think fans from around the world will enjoy because of their rivalries in, in New Japan and whatnot. Um, and then, if you take it back to um, if you take it back to uh, the women's Royal Rumble match. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed. Really? Um, yeah. I, I didn't like the idea to begin with because I knew they only had 18 women on the roster to begin with, so mm-hmm. who are the other 12 going to be? I like the fact that they brought back a lot of the women who did pave the way, but I don't, I'm not crazy about, like, there were some NXT girls that really, really deserved a shot. And they didn't, you know, and they didn't even get in the match, except for the champ Ember Moon. Sasha was unbelievable, starting number one, getting there to the very end. And I thought that they did the, what they should have done. Asuka winning was the right move. She's the best in-ring performer they have on the female side. Mm-hmm. So I actually loved that, the call to have Asuka win. Um, I, you know my friends and I were watching it and I'm saying to myself the whole time, why is this main eventing? Like the crowd, the men's rumble match was so good that the crowd was dead. Um, for like, I felt like the crowd was dead for the rest of the night Mm. and they kind of tried to get into it for the women's match, but they just weren't as into it as you know, they could have been, um, for me, I was like, "Why is this main event thing? And then at the end, you see, it's because it was the big debut plan for Ronda Rousey. So that made sense. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad that Ronda debuted, but wasn't in the, in Rumble. the Royal Rumble. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because I think yeah. that might have
1: that might have exposed her. Even you know, I'm sure you know she's been working hard or whatever. But you know, one one wrong move, one botched move, could have just ruined everything. Now I I right. will say I I will split from you for for a quick second because I liked the Women's Royal Rumble. I liked I liked the fact that they brought so many women back. I thought I thought there was more of an element of surprise to the Women's Royal Rumble than there was to the men's because really the only big, you know, bring back for the men's Royal Rumble was The Hurricane who looked like And he, that was great. He, I mean, it was great, but he looked like he drank a few Hurricanes before <laughs> Before he got over there, you know, he, he, he's not a cruiserweight anymore. Hurricane's not a cruiserweight. He's looking like, you know, hurricanes coming out there looking like Braun Strowman compared to where he was before, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, I like, you know, I, 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 I like the woman, you know, I I like, you know, it was, I mean, you knew you were going to see Lita, you knew you were going to see Trish, but it was cool to yeah. see Molly Holly. even though my wife says she looked like mommy Holly at this point. And, uh, <laughs> It was cool to see Kelly Kelly as well. you know, disappointed no Layla. You know that that would have been cool, but Michelle McCool was still good. You know, it, 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 Tory Wilson looks completely different. You know, I, I almost didn't even recognize her. So you, you think know, so? She looks exactly the same. I I, I mean, I, I thought she looked different. I mean, not but not not different in a bad way. But I just you right. know, I just thought she looked different. But you know, I, I like I like the Royal Rumble. I did think it was I. I did think it was weird that they were having it last, and like for a split second, like during the match, I almost forgot about Ronda uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and when she came out, that's what you know. That's when the light bulb went. Out. Oh, that's why. That's
4: it, why it's main event. That's why
1: it's main main eventing. But like, yep. you know, do you know through at the beginning, I'm saying like this makes no sense. You know, why are you going to have this last? This makes no sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I I do like the way that WrestleMania is shaping up. I think, you know, they're really this year. I think they're trying to, you know, they're really trying to have something for everybody, you know, for the true wrestling fans, for the, you know, the smart marks or whatever you want to call those dudes. You know, you're going to get Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. That's the match that you want. And then yep. for the kids, or you know, the, you know, the more lighthearted fans, you're going to get Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, or some, you know, that's probably what you're going to get for the World Heavyweight Championship. And yep. then you know, and, and after that, everything will fall into place.
4: And the, and the undercard is shaping up pretty well. Yeah. Also, you know, the undercard's looking. Actually, I think the undercard could look pretty good. Uh, I, we've we've seen Reigns before, yeah. but. You know we've seen that before, but some of the undercard that there there's rumors seem kind of interesting. So I'm I'm excited to see how it shapes out. Oh. Um, I'm hearing I'm hearing uh, Rock and Rousey against Triple H and Steph.
1: Oh, that's see yeah, I I would take that I would take that that you know that's 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 good money right there. That is good money right there. So all right, we got your prediction. Triple V is saying Eagles 34, Patriots 23. Where are you gonna watch the game? Are you gonna be able to watch the game? I know you gotta get up early the next morning, but will you be able to watch the game? It's the Eagles yeah, in the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, I'm 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 obviously watching. And I'm yeah. just not gonna if, sleep that night. Yeah,
1: if there if there was ever a morning where you just need to just have the coffee on blast or whatever it is, the coffee, the rock star energy drink, uh Chase with some with some 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 uh Red Bull, Chase with five hour energy, Chase with just you know, a couple handfuls of sugar, that's what, you know, this is the day, all right?
4: The only the only thing I'm disappointed about is the fact that I can't be at home in Pennsylvania watching it with friends and family because if they do win, that would be a life memory that I'll never forget. No, and unfortunately, I'm going to be watching it by myself in my, you know, in my apartment in Orlando screaming at the television at the top of my lungs, probably scaring the crap out of my neighbors. <laughs>
1: But it'll be all right, though. It'll, it'll yeah, you'll be fine, babe. Because the Eagles gonna bring back this Super Bowl, all right?
4: I think so. I think so. Just catching up with you, I miss, I missed the show. If I if I wasn't waking up at twelve thirty at night to go to work every day and on weekends, you know, mm-hmm. things would be a little bit different. But uh, I have a I'm gonna drop you a little hint, and that's. Uh, Triple V might be coming back north sometime very soon. Oh boy, that now that's
1: a tease right there. It's just let's start the vignettes now. Just get it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a date. Triple V is coming. <laughs> Triple yeah. V is coming. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is my man, Triple V, Vince Vellani, the longtime co-host of this show, one of the creators of this show, one of the people who made the best in the world, the best
4: in the world. JB, great catching up. Go Birds, brother.
1: All right. Hey, look, we're going to take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we'll wrap things up on the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at B-I-T-W Sports. You're listening
0: to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Floor at phillygofloor.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. My suit can still make an impression.
1: And my lamp can bring others a bright future.
2: Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening
1: to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. It's your boy, John Brown. Javon Alford from Total Sports Live back once again. Excited because come Sunday, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. We were going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let's be real. We were going to watch the Super Bowl anyway. Everyone oh, yeah. watches Everybody the Everybody does. Bowl, but for the first time in a long time, my friend. 13 years. 13 years. Now, where were you 13 years ago? Like middle school or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I hate you.
1: I, I was I was a grown ass man 13 years ago. I was I was still grown, Dang. but I'm just, now I'm just older. Yeah. But nonetheless, we in the Super Bowl. Yeah.
2: We playing. Yeah.
1: We gonna be there on Sunday. Well,
2: not there. Well, yeah. No, we're gonna be
1: here. Yeah. Back in in in, in, yes. in, in, in in Philly, but they're there. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching them, and we're excited. Yes, we are. All right, look. This is big right here. All right, this, this is a big guest right here. Now, I must admit, this man had asked me. He had asked me a couple of months ago, hey man, when can I get on the best in the world sports report? And that stood out to me because not a lot of people ask me when they're going to be on the best in the world sports report. It's usually me saying, hey man, please come on the best in the world sports report. <laughs> all right? But I was saving it because this is a big this is a big guest, alright? Yes, That's is. why you get the big leading. This is a big get for us, okay?
2: A big get for a big game.
1: Now, I was holding on to this. I was going to hold on to it for a big game, and I was going to hold on to it for the Dallas game. I'm like, okay, Dallas at the end of the season it's going to be big. I'm going to bring this man on for this week mm-hmm. for, for the Dallas game. And then, lo and behold, the Eagles go out there and just wipe up the whole division, and that Dallas game doesn't mean anything. Exactly. So then, you know, I was like, all right, well, when can I get him on? Mm-hmm. Now our team is in the Super Bowl, so now, now is a time, as good a time as any for me to once again jump into the mental roller. you know, the Rolodex of close personal friends. Yes, there it is. That's all my pages of close personal friends right there. All the people I know who love me, who want to be down with me. All right. I went out and got my main man from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Ellis is on the line with us today. Rob, what's going on, my friend?
4: First of all, I love the old school Rolodex. I I love that you're you're just not in your contacts and your phone, man. You you got the paper, you're flicking that thing. That's what it's all about.
1: Last week, I I kid you not, I was having a conversation with Jeff Mosher, and he Mm -hmm. he had a phone number that he wanted to give me, and I pulled out a pad and some paper to write it down, and he literally looked at me like I lost my mind. Like I, I might as well have pull, pulled out a Rosetta Stone or something. Or something or, like an antenna uh, on your TV or something yeah. from
4: back in the day. I mean, right?
1: he, he really looked at me like, he's like, I was just going to text you the number. I was, I'm sitting there with a pad and pencil, you know, paper in my hand. Should you have know? pulled out the PDA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, a palm pilot, yeah, or yeah, palm pilot. That's what I should have done. Yeah,
4: exactly. I respect Look, that, man. I respect, I, I, you know, I, 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 to me, that's what it's all about, dude. The fact that you're not afraid to still rock that, man. I, I love it.
1: Let me, t- let me tell you something. Now, I've worked with, I've worked with Rob for a long time at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Now, I'm not there as much as I used to be, but people when people ask me what do I miss the most about them, mm-hmm. I miss that big drawer in the front of their newsroom with all the little, uh, notepads. Cause I used to just stack up on it. You, you're looking. Javon is in my, is, is in my office right now and he's looking, I got a big stack of them that I, I mean, I miss that. And the next time I'm in, I do plan on grabbing me about eight or nine of them before I, before Amen. I hey, out.
4: hey dude, that's, that's one of the perks, man. That's exactly. one of the perks. Hey John, by the way, you'll appreciate this. John mm-hmm. and I, you know, work together on breakfast on broad for, for, uh, for a
1: couple
4: of years mm-hmm. it was one year ago today that oh
1: we got- boy yeah <laughs> one year ago today to the day because and, 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 now we we're got si- the axe. now yeah. we now we're just sitting up there like wow man, the eagles are the Super Bowl. i really wish there was a live show or television <laughs> every morning to talk about
4: it <laughs> uh, oh, well. timing and li- timing in life is everything man. yeah
1: yeah but i did get to work with some great yeah. people like my man rob who's now on the podcast with us man
4: Dude, I thr- I was starting to get nervous. I, I I got I'm telling John, I was begging John. I'm like, "Dude, why can't I come on? Why can't I come on?" I started to get nervous, man. So I finally, like,
1: I was holding on to you. This this, this this my god, th- th- man. This, 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 this was my ace right here. You know, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm not like, look, I'm not going to bring out a Rob Ellis to talk about like the Cardinals or no. or the or the Bears. No. You know, no, no, it's like this this has to be big. You know, only a a game the magnitude of the Super Bowl could warrant a Rob Ellis on this show. You're damn right, John. You're damn right. Exactly, exactly. All right, Rob, let's get get into it, all right? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. As as the fans, as as fans of this team in this city, Mm -hmm. there's a sentiment going around. I mean, people really, really do legitimately believe that the Eagles can win this game. Like, this is a winnable game. Do you agree with that sentiment?
4: I do. I, I, you know, what's funny, John. They're, they and I, and I include myself. So when I say they, I mm-hmm. mean me too, right? Yes. Yep. But I think the fans in this city are far more confident heading into a game against Brady and Belichick in their five rings than they were against the Atlanta Falcons.
3: Yeah, you know,
4: you, in, in the first playoff game, and it's, you know what, you know what it is? It's Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles. That's what it's all about.
1: What? What? See, Javon is. He he he's smirking at me right now because I will admit and I have to admit I can't I can't help but to be honest because I had my doubts about Nick Foles going into the playoffs. I was somebody me too, my ex- man. Exactly. I was somebody I watched those last two weeks of the season and then just given the last two years of Nick Foles' career, his post 27 and two career, I was afraid. I was worried. I had concerns. I had doubts. I had whatever you want—goosebumps, you know, <laughs> whatever. I had them, mm-hmm. and I will admit, you know, I feel a whole lot. I I feel, I feel a lot more comfortable about Nick going into this season. So let me ask you: Do you feel like Nick Foles has to emulate what he did in the previous two weeks for the uh for the Eagles to pull out a victory?
4: I think he's got to be more of the Nick Foles-Vikings game than the Nick Foles-Atlanta game. Not that he was terrible in the Atlanta game. He wasn't. He, he did the job. You know, He got a little bit of a break when that ball went off of Neal's knee, that's for sure. But he's got to be more of the Vikings guy. Look, the key here, let's not kid ourselves. Don't turn it over, man. You, you look at the Eagles, and you look at the Eagles in some of these big games, and, and let's just go back to 13 years ago. They turned the ball over four times. If he doesn't turn the ball over and he lets this defense – which, you know, finally is getting the recognition it deserves. But he lets this defense do what they do. They're going to be fine in this game. It's don't turn it over. Lean on Jay Ajayi, Blunt, Clement, whatever. But nick, Nick's nick got to be a little bit more than a manager, guys, but he doesn't have to be spectacular. He doesn't have to light the world on fire. He just has to be good. So
1: for for you, you know, now, now that you're on board, what, what was it that won you over about Nick Foles in this this campaign was it the atlanta game was it the minnesota game like when did you start to say hey you know what not only can this team win a championship but this is the guy who can win it for us this season
4: you know what it is john i I think more than anything else he's streaky okay and and, and no nothing represents that better than 2013 when he goes 27 and 2 so when he's stealing it and he's got confidence going He can be a very effective and good quarterback when it's going bad. It can look as ugly as any quarterback in the NFL. And right now, and as we talked about earlier, timing in life is everything and he's hot right now. And I don't, you know, he's, he's this sort of weird oblivious kind of guy where I don't think he's going to be swallowed up by the moment. Like, I don't think he's going to get that Super Bowl itis that we've seen other guys have. And I, and part of that is him. And part of that is the way this coach has handled everything from Jump Street. I mean, he's handled this perfectly. You see this stuff, whether it's the dog mask or Fletcher Cox with the wrestling mat, uh, mask on today. These dudes are loose, and I think it's contagious around the team and I don't I don't see them coming out. You know, we've seen teams before. If you want to go back 100 years ago, the Eagles under Vermeil were a were a tight team. I don't mm-hmm. think this team's going to be tight on Sunday, and I think that's a really big component of this. But to answer your question long story short, I, he's streaky number 1. And number two, maybe it was just the fact that those games didn't mean a ton. It was freezing cold. They're not going to deal with that in the dome. Maybe he doesn't respond all that well in bitter cold. I, you know, I look. There's a lot of things you can put together, but you know, the one constant other than that Giants game in New York is this defense delivers every single week.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. This de- this defense is a beast, and they ha- they have a they have an opportunity. I mean to. They have an opportunity to win it all. There's an opportunity here to win it all. But standing across from them is the, te- the team of the millennial. You know, there's a guy with five rings, uh, you know, a, a coach with five rings, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time. You got a quarterback who's argu- arguably the greatest of all time. If he's not the greatest, he's the guy sitting next to the greatest. At worst, he's the guy sitting next to the guy sitting next to the greatest. But nonetheless, that is still a a a tall task. A very tall task. What does this defense have to do to to stop Tom Brady? What do they have to do to, to get to him and to help bring a victory home to Philadelphia?
4: John, they gotta hit him. Yeah. They gotta hit him and they gotta make him uncomfortable. He's not a guy, you know, as great as Tom Brady is. He's got incredible pocket mobility. He's great at that one side step, deliver the ball. That's what he does better than anything else. But if you can hit him and force him out of the pocket, he's not great on the run. So, And, and here's the thing. Look, the Eagles' defensive line is going to win most matchups, period. But I don't love this Patriots' offensive line. I think that's where the game is won. Mm-hmm. The Eagles up front, whether it's Fletcher Cox, Jernigan, uh, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Chris Long, who's come up so big for him whatever Vinnie Curry who who's had a really nice sort of bounce back year mm-hmm. that defensive line to me is where the game's won and you know look certainly on the on the other side the Eagles offensive line is playing unbelievable but i think it's the Eagles d line that wins in this game hit brady pressure him force him into a mistake here and there i, I mean look we know what you, you know what you're dealing with with this guy and the last thing you want is to be up you know a point or two and he's got the ball with 2 minutes left that's death but if you can get to him early and force him in the States, get him pissed off at his offensive lineman, where he's yelling at them, that's what has to happen in this game.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. You, you I, I'm Javon. I'm looking at you right now, I can, and you're getting I hyped. You're, you, you, you're getting hyped up I because do. you're ready for Sunday. You're, you're I, hearing I this stuff, and you're hearing Rob Ellis drop this knowledge on us, and you know. It's good knowledge. It is good knowledge. It's very good knowledge. Can't get it nowhere else. Can't get it no Well, I mean, you can get it on NBC Sports well, Philadelphia. yeah. But, I mean, you can get it with us, though. that's you? what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Rob, listen, let's uh, turn to the coach real quick and the mm-hmm. job that he's done. Because what amazes me is the fact that this team is where they are now. It's not just the fact that, you know, the overcoming the injuries, because that's major, and having this team in – adopt the mentality that that whole next man up mentality but we were ready to run this man out of town week two we you know they lost to kansas city and there were people calling for this man's job was you was it me no i can't think that far back but pretty i'm i'm pretty sure it was i'm I'm, you know i'm not gonna you know confirm or deny that yeah it was but um (laughs) But nonetheless, but now this man has his team, you know, on the cusp of doing something that this team has never done and win a win a Super Bowl. We have NFL championships. That's a that's an argument for another day. We have NFL <laughs> championships, but we've never won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, can you speak to the job that he has done so far this year and really winning, you know, turning things around? Yeah,
4: I mean, th- let's let's take it back uh, two years ago, right? And, John, we're doing the show together in the last year of Chip Kelly and what a disaster that was and how fragmented the locker room yeah. was and how much the, the players had had it with this guy. And then when Jeffrey Lurie stands up there after he introduces him and and, and throws out a term like emotional intelligence and we're all kind of giggling under our breath saying, mm-hmm. okay, man, give me a break, you know, all those kind of things. You look back at it now, and, and kudos to, to Lurie, kudos to Roseman, Joe Douglas, whoever you want to give it to. Mm-hmm they saw something in this guy that not a lot of people saw. And I will tell you this, if you look at the job overall that he's done combination of having this team ready every week, even though they lost that Kansas city game, your reference, they lost the Seattle game, right? They, you know, they Mm -hmm. were kind of ugly at the end, but we all know kind of who cares. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a game that this team didn't show up for. They may have lost a couple, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't a game they didn't show up for that to me is a credit to coach. Number one, number two, he, he has been a gutsy, ballsy, go-for-it guy the whole season, and he hasn't backed off once, and I don't believe he backs off in this game. So you take a couple of those factors, and then you throw in something, and you just mentioned it. You can't gloss over it. When you lose your starting quarterback, who was going to be, and in my opinion, should still be the MVP, mm-hmm. when you lose your middle linebacker, who's a beast, even though we can't stay healthy in Jordan Hicks, you lose a Hall of Fame left tackle in Jason Peters. You lose your starting kicker. You lose one of your arguably your best special teams guy in Maragos, Darren Sproles. You lose that litany of people, and has this team on the cusp of the Super Bowl? To me, this is as good a job as any Eagles coach has ever done any year ever.
1: See. You ask this man a question, mm-hmm. and he'll drop this knowledge on you. Yes, and he'll get you just swept up. That's this is what I, Rob Ellis talks like this all the time. Yeah, I feel you, like right?
2: I feel like you're about to ready to run to like, a wall like, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I mean,
1: th- these are conversations I've had with Rob Ellis in like like in the green room while he's putting on his makeup or something at the coffee machine at the water fountain. Whatever. That's what we doing. That's what we're doing. And the thing about it is, what what makes Rob so passionate is that he is a fan. He's from the area, like us. You know what I mean? So let me speak – let me ask you a few questions about just being a fan. Like, Rob, now I know because – you know, I, I know because I know you. But where were you in 2004 when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl?
4: I'll give you a great story. So Mm -hmm. at that time, I was working as a producer for then Comcast Sportsnet, now NBC Sports Philadelphia, right? And I was producing a show called Daily News Live, which is now Philly Sports Talk, all Mm -hmm. right? So I went down eight days prior to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. I was down there on that Saturday, the previous Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. So we did shows down there the whole week. The amazing, I'll tell you the most amazing thing, guys. So the first, I'd say from Saturday to Thursday, you you couldn't find a Patriots fan. I'm yeah. telling you, man, oh, yeah. it, it was Eagle Central right down there. So the Eagles fans dominated down there. So here's the cool thing. So we're, we worked all week, and my, I was down there, like I said, early, but my dad and my uncles ended up getting tickets and getting, and driving down there, so, and he, they got a ticket from me. So I watched the first three quarters of the game in, in a seat next to my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I, because I had to work, I watched the fourth quarter on the field and if you if you real if you really do like as a Zabruder tape of the Greg Lewis touchdown that, mm-hmm. that uh, Donnie Mack throws to him, I'm I'm you can see me in the frame of the shot. I'm in like the back of the end zone in the corner, mm-hmm. so uh, that's where I was. But I'll tell you that you know as cool as that whole experience was, it was awesome watching it with my dad and all that. But the worst part was when that freaking confetti was coming down and I got to walk off the field knowing my team lost and they lost the way that they did. Forget about Donovan throwing Mm. up and all that, all that stuff. I'm talking about the way that Andy Reid handled the clock in that game. Mm. And, and, you know, and I never was one like, "Ah, it'll be back next year, don't worry about it. I don't take things like that for granted. I get Mm. too many Philadelphia sports scars. So I walked off that field, man, bummed. And that's why this has been so great this year because it's so unexpected. Like it came out of nowhere. That team, it was like, Oh, finally they got there. They mm-hmm. need to do this now. This team's been like a pleasant surprise the whole yeah. time, which has made it such a fresh feeling, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, we've we've talked about that on this podcast a couple of times. Yes. And because I I had fought for a long time the whole comparison to two thousand and four. Like I think we we make the comparisons now because we're talking Super Bowl now that mm-hmm. we're at the Super Bowl now it's time for the O four comparisons yeah but for me I always compare this to the two thousand team yeah you know that two thousand team w- which was at the very beginning of the run mm-hmm. where it's like now I, I will admit I was a little you know I, I was naive in two thousand you know I'm, I'm I was pretty much your Javon, I was your age in two thousand in two thousand so I'm thinking you know what all right. This team is good. They got a young quarterback. They've locked most of their young players up for for a lot of uh, a lot of years. That's when Joe Banner was out there locking down players young to to contracts that they realized were bad like years
2: like right, years down. Years line. They didn't
1: they didn't know better. So they just so he, they were just signing deals thinking they was getting rich. And I'm just thinking, "All right, this team is just going to be great." Right. Cuz I was in 2000 I'm living in Baltimore. i mm-hmm. I'm living in Baltimore. I watched the Baltimore Ravens, a team that didn't even exist a couple of years ago, yeah. you know, you know that was a, a whole nother – a team that was a whole nother team a couple years back, right, is now yeah. winning a Super Bowl. But I'm thinking at that point, ours is coming. Mm-hmm. So when 2004 comes, you know, I'm just like, all right, here, here's our moment, and it it, it wasn't.
2: Now, but now you know how I feel.
1: I understand. Well, look, man, things are going to change. Things are going to change, but Rob, I bring you back into this conversation because I know you deal with the fans every day. You know, you deal Mm -hmm. you're talking to fans, you're interacting with fans and we know that they're ready, but you know, you talked about why you believe this team can win. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like your confidence in this team, your personal level of confidence in this team, does it differ from the fans or do you think it's pretty much, you know, you're pretty much all on the same page?
4: I, you know what you know john it's interesting because i you know i consider myself I, I, like I, i'm someone who really tries to be objective even though i i, I you know i came to this mm-hmm. by being a fan right i yeah. I, I, ne- I always acknowledge that so I, I it's i i always try to step outside of myself for a minute if i'm feeling a certain way and say all right why am i feeling that way am i feeling that way because i grew up here am i feeling that way because i'm a fan of the team or is this really what my gut is telling me and I, look, I've done the, the sort of uh, you know self reflecting, and I truly do believe that this team is the Eagles are going to win, and it's not because I'm a fan. I just think it's destined, man, and I think it's the perfect cap to this season to play this team to avenge what went down in in '05. I, I I truly believe it's fate. I do, and I and I think it's just one of these crazy circumstances where almost every button. That Howie Roseman in the front office pushed has worked. Think about it, man. Mm-hmm. Think about Jay Ajayi. Think about the way that Alshon Jeffrey has really come on. Mm-hmm. Think about getting Foles as an insurance policy. I mean, we could go on and on and on about the moves that they made. Ronald Darby, right you know, in, in camp, now all of a sudden is has got a speed under him. Almost every button they pushed is right. And and that doesn't happen often, man. No, no and you know, and let's not lose sight of the of the team that they beat to God here to, to get there. Like that Minnesota team. From a defensive standpoint, had ridiculous mm-hmm. numbers mm-hmm. and they took them apart, man. So, I, look, I, I just think that there, there's just there's too much going on here to not believe.
1: I believe. It's about time. Uh, don't, what do you it's about time. I always <laughs> believe. I just didn't want to think about it.
2: I was. Yeah, I was because nervous. I told you not to think about it. I understand. I tried to keep you very just yeah. in the moment. Yeah, and I appreciate that.
1: You know you you kept you kept me grounded you know yes. you kept me
2: at Cause, a level head. because when they were like nine and one eight and one you was already I, oh man crazy. I had my oh man I, I had the, I had the road trip plan yep
1: I was on triple <laughs> I had, I took it to old school I didn't even do map quests or Google Maps I had an old school map with a highlighter <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do we're you gonna take a compass a, out yeah exactly I had a compass I was out there I'm looking at the clouds trying to figure out how to do this <laughs> picked up your atlas I had my atlas and everything you know there's highways that don't even exist. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but but nonetheless, uh, I actually, actually uh, I did a I did a, did a guest appearance on another podcast earlier in the uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. and they asked me. They asked me how fans would react if we weren't if we were to lose this game. Would Philadelphia fans be devastating? And I talked about it. I didn't. I don't think so. I, I like I. I think fans would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. but not de- devastating i think it all falls down falls down to how if they were to lose it would fall down to how, how they lost. lost yeah exactly they come out and just look like they don't belong on the same field with the uh right. with the patriots that would be devastating but if it's a hard you know you know a hard fought game and it just doesn't end up our way that would be disappointing but it wouldn't be devastating no, do, do you I agree got,
2: i gotta disagree with that okay Because, all right, so if they're, like, not in the game and they're, like, getting blown out, then you probably say, all right. Like, you can – you'll be angry about it, but it's like, okay, your anger will, like, Mm -hmm. continue to, like, dissipate as the game goes on Mm -hmm. because just like, all right, it is what it is. But if they lose, like, we're talking, like, last two minutes of the game or – they, well, look, We're talking they, like some well, Michael they, Butler interception on the goal line or something right, like, yeah, that. like that. Would, you're going to be devastated. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, if they, if, you're going to be up if all it, night if, thinking if, and if thinking it was, about what happened. If
1: it was Minnesota, New, New yeah. Orleans part two, oh, that oh, would yeah. be
2: devastating. Oh, yeah. Or, or or Kevin Dyson. Oh, come on, man. I'm, don't tellin', don't... I'm telling. i right, see, see. Now you just
1: brought me down. <laughs> that, that wasn't the point of the question. I'm just telling. That's not you. what I was going with that,
2: man. I'm just telling you. There's two different ways how this could happen. The more devastating loss would be a close moment, games winding down, Brady's on one of those game-winning drive type of moments. Mm That would be devastating because Uh it's like you were there. Know, I might
1: have to call them back and be like, you know what, I would be. I, I told I told them I wouldn't be devastated. Now, you, I can't think of it, I would be devastated. <laughs> you know what, you're, you're 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 I was wrong. My bad, Did, I, didn't I, take much, didn't
4: take much to sway him,
1: exa- that? exactly. <laughs> you, that, that, that's that's that's
2: that's me. I, I admit that we talked yeah. about that at work today. What about, about if like those two scenarios mm-hmm. if they were to lose? Yeah, yeah, yeah see, I'm I, I I don't want to talk. Uh, you know, see, it's just wrong with everything. Ah, oh, man. <laughs>
1: see, I should have kept it positive. I, I, you know what? I should I just should have kept it positive. But Rob, let me let me let me pose that question to you. Mm-hmm. If they were if they were unable to pull it out, would you would you find that devastating or just disappointing?
4: See, I, I think you guys laid out a couple scenarios. Let, let me just hit one of them. Uh, if it's if it's Brady driving down the field and beat you, it's going to hurt bad. But I mean, what else is new, right? I mean, this seems to be every time this guy's done That'll be the sixth time he's done it. I Mm -hmm. can sort of live with that a little bit more. If it's one of these deals where Foles throws a bad pick or something like that, then maybe it's devastation if you're in, like, field goal range to Mm -hmm. win the game. That's devastation. Mm -hmm. But I think bigger picture, yeah, you're going to be hurting for a little while, but you still have the MVP who's going to be back next year, and I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be ready for the regular season. They're they're young in most places. I know Peters wants to come back. He's a little bit up there. Chris Long's a little up there. But for the most part, this is a young team. I, I do think the future is bright, man. I really, really, I truly believe that. it get a... You know, a young coach who these guys really like playing for, I think they're gonna be okay. And any way you slice it, if you lose a Super Bowl man, you're gonna be hurting bad. Yeah. But I think if you lose to Brady, it's it's kinda of like, Oh man, this sucks, but he does it to everybody.
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right, finally, before we let you get out, before we let you go, I gotta get I, this is the question I've been asking all the Philly people that I've had on on the show. This is my dream. Rob, I need you on board with this. Mm-hmm. If there is a Super Bowl parade, that parade must go the full length of Broad Street. I want the parade to start at Sheltenham Avenue and go all the way down Broad Street. It goes from Shelton. Don't don't They might don't, have to, actually. Exactly. Don't <laughs> cheat the city and start at Market Street. You started at Sheltonham Avenue. Now, I talked to Anthony Gilbert. Anthony Gilbert says this parade should start at 309 and go down. <laughs> all right. Just start at 309, go down Sheltonham Avenue, then turn up Broad Street. But I'm saying, okay, I'll, you know, I, I, will, con- I will concede Montgomery County. Yes. All right. Montgomery County can come into the city. All right. You start at Broad and
4: Sheltonham
1: and you go all the way to the Naval Yard.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, look, do you think as a temple alum, someone exactly. who spent that kind of time yes. on North Broad that I'm gonna deny that of exactly course. L- let's change this thing up and let's get more inclusive and let's bring everybody in on this because this is going to be the biggest parade in the history of sports
1: that might be the only way the whole city the whole area can see the parade because exactly because because exactly. there ain't gonna be but so many people coming to North Philly anyway you know I mean, I mean after temple you, <laughs> right <laughs> you, you, you pass Diamond Street you know you <laughs> That things are gonna change, you know. <laughs> All right. So I mean, that's where I'm going. You know, I mean, put me, you know, I'll be yeah. up there. I'll be on the corner of Broad and Dolphin, right there, because I figure, you know, I'll be on Broad and Lombard. Exactly. I'll be I'll be up there, Broad and Dol- Give me a give me a nice fake T-shirt from Brother Khalif, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then and then I'll be ready to go. But nonetheless, I need the full length. I don't know who I need to speak to. Rob, you you more connected to me. Get Mayor Kenny on the phone.
4: I uh, will talk to him. Thank I'm on it, man. See, I love it. I love the idea. I'm exactly. I'll talk to all my people at Temple and I'll talk to the mayor. We'll get this thing done. Exactly. See, I told Jafon, you. fine. Are
1: you hearing that? Look, man, I yes, told I'm you. Hearing I'm, it. I'm not going to steer you wrong. I'm going to steer you strong. All right? All right? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rob Ellis from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Rob, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate this.
4: <laughs> guys it's been fun man i appreciate looking forward to being on again with you.
1: all right real uh real quick before i let you go can we get a prediction for sunday
4: you got it yeah the prediction is and this one this is going to be key eagles win this thing by four it's 21 17 eagles win this oh
1: 21 darn it where's my pen oh here it is i got it all right that's 21 17 for rob ellis once again that is rob ellis from NBC sports philadelphia all right, let's take a quick break. All right, Javon. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, it'll be a tradition like no other. Mm-hmm. It's a Super Bowl edition of the Sit Your Ass Down Award. You ready for that? I'm ready for it. All right. Once again, my name is John. This is Javon. Hit us up anytime. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. That is at bitw sports. We're gonna take a quick break on the best in the world sports report.
0: You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. TotalsportsLive is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com.
4: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report.
1: and we are back on the best in the world sports report just a reminder you can always watch this or listen to show. Yes, you can't listen. watch the show no But you can listen to Sometimes. the show you, Sometimes. Can, Sometimes. you can listen can to the show it. on phillygoflow.com mm-hmm. all right every saturday morning at 8 a.m mm-hmm. 8 a.m phillygoflow.com following the reggae show yep. preceding the 80s show which was preempted last week because we had about two and a half hours worth of show. And we're getting pretty darn close to that right now. That's all right. So there's a good chance that if you're...
2: That's okay. It's the Super Bowl.
1: If you're listening to the best in the world right now on phillygoflow.com and you're looking for 80s music, my bad. Because you're not getting any. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl and the Eagles are in it. And the Eagles play in Philly and the radio station is in Philly Go, go Flow Flo. exactly so nonetheless every saturday 8am Philly Go Flow and if you if you really 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 like me and Jovan you'll listen early sunday mornings at 5am Cause oh, we're a, it, it's only right. Oh, yeah.
2: Get your praise on. Get your, well, before, oh, you, before get your, you get your praise for, on.
1: Before you get your praise on. Because we're right after the Saturday uh, Night Mode show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so you get your slow jams. Right. And then us. <laughs> and then ridiculous. usually right after us is, uh I believe it's called Greater Is He mm-hmm. with uh, Pastor Nichols. So you get your slow jams, then you get your Jesus. And then in the middle you is up. You get the sports on Sunday. On Super Bowl. On Super Bowl Sunday. All right. But nonetheless, it is now time for A
2: Tradition Like No Other.
3: This is Alexa for the best in the world sports report. Take a load off and sit your
1: ass down. Yes, as we like to do every week. There's always somebody out there on these Twitter streets, on these Facebook blocks, on, 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 on the Snapchat, or just in the world in general, who just has to open their mouth and just ruin your high, just bring you down. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you have to tell that person, sit your ass down. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Sit Your Down Award as we give out every week. Uh, do we have any nominees? Do you have a nominee
2: for the Sit Your Down Award? Yes, I do. His right. name is LeVar Ball.
1: Again? He's back in there He's again. He's back on the list. Yes. LeVar Ball is a perennial... Habitual line stepper. His jersey is already in yes, the Raptors. He's always on this list. Why is LeVar Ball on this list
2: again? Well, Lavar is now running his mouth in Lithuania.
1: What? How far is Lithuania from here? Very far. And he's still yapping. Yes. What is he yapping about, about? Who is he talking Golden
2: about? Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. He was asked about Steve Kerr and he said, Anybody can be a coach. Look at Steve Kerr. He's the Millie Vanilli of coaching. Wow. Which I mean, That's... you can go stand at the same spot like Luke Walton did and win twenty seven games when you got the right horses, just running. Sometimes less coaching is the best coaching, but some of these guys act like they were really coaching somehow to play. How do you coach KD, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson? You know you you know how you coached them. You don't. Turn your back and let them do what they do. As soon as they win championship, everybody is like, "Oh, he's a great coach." That team was put together by Mark Jackson. Now he's jumped. Now he jumped up and trying to take all the credit. That's why I'm calling him the Millie Vanilli of coaching. Wow. This That's is after it, Levar oh, had oh. coached his. After Levar was the head coach of the Lithuanian team that his. Uh, two S- sons. S- 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 yeah,
1: whatever. Uh, you, you watch any of those games? They're on Facebook.
2: I watched the uh, I watched the first one. I watched yeah, the first game. Whatever. I'd rather watch. He also X- compared I- his sons to MJ and Magic. All right, that's enough. All right, sit your ass down.
1: You're, you're not the winner, but but sit your ass down, Lavar. Just shut up, Lavar. Just, just whatever, dude. That's not the winner. No. LeVar did not
2: win this week. Any other week he would win.
1: Any other week, you know, for, for talk like that, for talk that greasy, you would normally win. Yes. But he is not the winner this week. Nope. The uh, the winner this week, this week's Sit Your Ass Down Award, goes to a collection, a collective group of people, and that is Minnesota Vikings fans mm-hmm. who have been butthurt all week long for now almost two weeks because their team blew it and they did not get the uh, a warm philadelphia welcome while they uh while they were here and they've just been talking and talking and they're mad that eagles fans have taken over their town I'm
2: trying to I'm trying to figure out where how they th- I'm trying to figure out them saying that you know they were treated unfairly because I didn't see any videos about now, that. Now look,
1: there were some videos. I saw some people throwing some some beer cans at them. And okay. I, 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 I mean, a look, few knuckleheads. Yeah, there were some knuckleheads. But overall, out there. there wasn't. Yeah, mass I mean,
2: hysteria. People getting stabbed yeah, or punched yeah, out. I mean, like there,
1: that. the there the, there were some yokels. You know. Yeah. D- you know, doing people crossing the line. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, excuse that. We don't that. I, I don't endorse that. That's not cool that's not you know that that's not the shake that's not how it should go mm-hmm. but overall this is just too much they you know they're over there just talking about if you're an Uber driver, drop them off in the hood. Yeah, I think Chris you know,
2: Maragos couldn't could, get, yeah, couldn't you know, get a restaurant not, reservation. Yeah, why and are you that, taking that, it out on the team? Right it's, now, you it, just it, you're just taking it out on the people that worked at that restaurant. You yeah. know how much you know how much tip they could have got exactly with some players coming in there. It, it makes no. It sense. It would have made they weak.
1: Exactly. You're. you're it's just they had an Uber
2: thing with a little, That was a little ridiculous. Did you see
1: the? Uh, there's a. Um, I think there's a, a bar someplace in Minnesota that had a big sign on their window saying free, beer, you know, Eagles fans come get a free beer thrown at you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's whack. You're
2: taking it really. Hard. You're taking it, taking it really, really hard. hard. And, and, it's,
1: and, and, you know, and I don't we understand. I understand. You know, way, your team, but you get team, over it. Yeah, your team got cooked. All right. That's that's the problem. But you get over it. You get over it. And and move on. Now I I'm sure it's hard for you because you really thought that y'all was gonna have the Super Bowl in your home building and that everything. That's you what know, it
2: that's what it really is.
1: And it didn't happen because your team got cooked. Next time tell your team to play better. How about instead of throwing beers and and, and, and giving bad Uber drives to Eagles fans and Eagles players? How about this? Throw a beer at the Vikings for stinking. Yes a beer at them. Don't take it out on us. It's not our fault your team sucks. It's not our team. It's not our fault your team crapped the bed and choked in the biggest game of their other of season. They had the number 1 defense in the league and got cooked by our backup quarterback. That's not our fault, is it? No. It's not my fault.
2: It's not our not, not, not the fans fault. It's not so, so you can't so get mad at your team. Yeah. Why are you mad at escape us? in the previous game due to a missed tackle. Exactly.
1: exactly. Be happy that you were even there. You should. We should have been playing New Orleans. We might have.
2: We should have been. We might have. They might have lost that game.
1: Might have, but we never know. But we beat the Vikings. Yeah. And now the Vikings fans are mad and that's why I'm sitting here and I'm Talking to you, Joe Viking fan.
2: Joe Viking fan. All right. Hope that's not a real person. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay, Joe Viking fan. I'm looking at you and I'm telling you, sit ass down. All right. All right. Look, <laughs> as we wrap this up. It's, it's time now. You know, we've done all the talking. We've had the guests. I want to thank our guest, Sean Brace from Fox 29, mm-hmm. my man Triple V from the Golf Channel. calling back. It was good to have him back on because God knows me and Vince talked about a lot of bad football on this show. Yeah, I know. We talked about a lot of losing football. Man. I know. Because uh, you were there. I mean, you talked yeah. with us about a lot of losing football. Mm-hmm. But. Nonetheless, you know, had him on, and my man Rob Ellis, who got us pumped, man. Rob Ellis is like the he, he's like the Ray Lewis of of commentators and, and and sports personalities. He just got me ready to run through a wall right now. You might do it, yeah. And uh, might run through a wall? No, I mean, I might talk about it, but I'm I'm not gonna actually like
2: do you know, it. People, no. like them people on YouTube after a game or something happens. <laughs> Did you Jim. see? The,
1: did you see the guy try to run head first into a car window? Uh uh-uh. uh And the window won.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't you know, know it.
1: it's, it's on YouTube. I'm sure it's it's floating around here. If I mm-hmm. if I can find it on my phone, I'll, I'll show you later. But that's crazy. That's crazy. But I want to get as we wrap this up. I want to get your prediction for Sunday. Uh. What is going to happen, Super Bowl Fifty Two?
2: Sunday, I think it's gonna be a very good game. I think it's gonna be a tough game. Yes. I think, you know, each side is gonna give them their best uh punch. Brady is gonna be Brady. I think Foles is gonna again have another uh solid game. I think the running game is gonna be very huge uh in this uh Super Bowl. And with that being said, I have the Eagles winning twenty eight to twenty.
1: Four, twenty We're here. Yep. It's the Super Bowl. Yep. We're talking about the Super Bowl and we're talking about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's the same conversation. We're not having Eagles players on the show to talk about their thoughts on the Super Bowl because they're actually playing in it right now. Yep. <sighs> We've discussed this. We've just, we've had a lot of guests on in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and the time has finally come. We're here. We're there. And I'm going to tell you, I do believe that the Eagles will pull this out. I believe that the Eagles will win a final score of 27 to 17. 27
2: to 17. So that means they win by 10. That means the you I mean that means you're making the inclination that the party on Broad Street can start earlier than expected. Yes. It was, oh, oh man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo.
1: Will you go out on the street if the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Yes, I will. Uh see, all right. Well look, see. You gonna be you're gonna be around the way. You know, you gonna what, what? What part of town is that considered? Is that West Oakland? Or is that Mount
2: Airy? Mount Airy. That's Mount Airy. You are gonna yeah. be out there in Mount Airy? But I have a but I have some uh, I have some, I have a friend that lives down there on Broad and Lombard. Okay, that's gonna be you. Right, I'm gonna be out here in the
1: suburbs, dog. Man, I'm gonna find. Some you gonna water. be tempted.
2: I'm going to be tempted. I'm you're going to be tempted
1: really I'm, bad. I'm, to do. I, I don't know. you going to be tempted. I, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to be quiet out here. you going to be like. Oh, and you're going
2: to turn on the TV <laughs> station. You're going to be like. You're going to turn on the news. And you see everybody. You're going to be like. I am. I might have to do to, 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 this. You're like, like, like. Nakia. Peyton. Get in the car. No, Nikia won't go, but Peyton will. Yeah, Peyton's like. Peyton, let's Peyton go. like All right, look, <laughs>
1: look, I might yeah, you know what?
2: Like that, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. We're about to put, let's this, let's on we about to put <laughs> this on Facebook. We're about to put this on Facebook. We just gonna go into the city <laughs> we gonna go and we
1: just gonna find place to be. <laughs> a go lot we just we, we, you know you we like, gotta find we got, gotta find a place that's lit but not too lit
2: yeah all right you gotta know park, gotta park the car in a, in a, in a, in a, in a solid location yeah, exactly make sure all the doors are locked yes exactly i'm gonna take radio.
1: I'm gonna take my car all right? all right i'm not gonna take my wife's car <laughs> no. we're gonna take my car because you know what if you know if, it, if it, something it, bad if happens, happens <laughs> if stuff happens i'd rather have to my car than my wife's car there All right. Then, but nonetheless it's gonna be lit
2: It's going to be
1: late. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Super Bowl weekend, man. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the moment. We have an opportunity to do something special. And, my God,
2: I I hope it happens, man. Yeah, and if it happens, I think a lot of people will be satisfied for it.
1: Let me tell you something. Next week's show. If if it happens, next week's show will be. You know, we might not do a show next week because we just might be partying all week long. I I don't know how this is going to end up. Are, will you now? Will Total Sports Live? Will you post game the show?
2: Mm, that's a good question. I don't know because I might be. I might be. On the <laughs> sh- I might be on the street. I Oh man! All right, we got to figure the post-game this out. Post game might not happen. I, <laughs> I mean, know. I don't know. All right, we, got, we <laughs> Let do. me see. Post game or, or partying with a the chance of a lifetime.
1: Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and, and, and help us to decide. All right, help us decide what we're going to do, all right? Should we post-game or should we party? Party or post-game, I don't know. There you go. All right, but look, once again, thanks for checking us out. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at B-I-T-W Sports. Once again, that is at B-I-T-W Sports. We're going to get on out of here. John Brown, Javon Offer from Total Sports Live. We will check you out next week. Let's, let's do this, all right? Let's go, birds. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles you're listening to the best in the world sports report
0: listen to this show in its entirety every saturday at 8 a.m on the philly go flow at
3: phillygoflow.com